Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I'm your host, Adam Dunn. And I'm your co-host, Mitch Janassa. And we're joined here with the kid and Mike. And a full studio, actually. Full studio, a lot of guests in the crowd. Also, our man Joe Canapu going to come on. Joe Canapu's in the house. School us about all sorts of stuff. And uh, the theme song is... Got Bike's Leg. Yeah, Bike's Leg is hot today. It's hot everywhere today. Everything's hot. hot. Yeah, my leg's waving. We got auto. We got this new auto. We have this new robot auto thing. There you go. Boom. Auto robot. Way to go. Way to go. Way to go, robot. Good job. Where is the camera? Right there, right there, Joe. Right there, side of your head. Hi. Say hi. Say hi. My mom doesn't use the internet, so. The interweb. Yeah, I didn't think my mom used it too well either. You'd be surprised. Oh well, apparently she does. Yeah. Yeah. That was her number one uh, call in that. I think. (laughs) People also loved the song last week too. Yeah, they love the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you know what though? This is yours. I, I won't lie. I went home and showed the song a bit right away. Like, yeah. it's I, I awesome. played it for a reason immediately. Yeah. Too. It's it's like check a the cool song. Yeah, green, green lens. Green lens. Uh, See ya, Papa. Right. So it's good. I love it. it like, good. I have it, and it will be played today. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big shout out to my friend Keith out there who's listening for the first time. Oh, first time listener. Nice. Yeah, he's heard about us. Of a lot. course, he's heard a lot about us. Hasn't Keith Richards? Yes, cool Keith, Keith Richards. Yeah. Cool Keith. Cool exactly. Keith Richards. <laughs> cool Keith. It's a combo. It's a, he looks exactly like Keith. Like, uh, it Keith sounds Richards. exactly like Cool Keith, It's right? amazing. It's yeah. an awesome show. You should see it sometime. Maybe no, he's an old... He's a, actually, was a, he, almost like a roommate back in CIA days because he rent, he rented part of the spot. So we kind of expanded on the, on the space. And... Uh, he was right across from us, and we had a battle going on. We always had our Grateful Dead versus Hip Hop battle going 24-7. Nice. Yeah, it looks good. So you, so you invented the mashup? Pretty much, yeah. We yes. invented That's the when yeah. uh, Adam invented the mashup. That was when we invented the mashup, exactly. So, uh, shout out to Keith. And Keith might be on the show later with some crazy facts. At some crazy point. stories, right? He's got good stories. Yeah, that's what we love. He, he's got good stories. And what do we love more than good stories? Not good much. weed. Done. Boring science info. <laughs> <laughs> the kid loves that nitrogen. That's my oh nitrogen. Oh, oh that was a good meme. You know, and I feel so Does bad that, that because posted? Like, I love jam. Yeah, it was posted. Like posted. Yeah. Yeah. Did people like it? Sent to me. I didn't did see it like posted it? though. And you know, it was, I liked it. I was I was literally out for like fractions oh, of periods of, of time. Fractions of me. hours. He was right. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was just waiting. I was just sleep for and fractions uh, of hours. Yeah, and I and I have blamed Paul because he allowed it to happen. He knew it was happening. Times an hour. Yeah. It's not very Six or seven. Seven times. Seven times. Seven, minute periods. seven ten minute periods an hour. <laughs> 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 okay, then. Yeah. Yeah, your math. So, how was your week? My week was pretty good. I rolled that six wheeler though down the hill, so that wasn't very. Wait, fun. what, what? dude? Why do you like <laughs> stop? Were you strapped in a six wheeler? How do you even no, roll? Did it, it have like a cage? An no, Odyssey? Uh, no, it wasn't a fun Odyssey. No, it was loaded with rocks. Actually, dude, it was one of those. Uh, it's like, oh, a, like a Mad work, Max. Something? It was a six-wheeler? big, big boss, big boss six wheeler. So, oh, where, work, work. Uh, where were you coming from uh, at the, the farm? The like, steepest hill in this farm. You look great. Yeah, considering did good. I, 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 I was like, don't, not the face as I went down. Not the face. <laughs> and, 
and, it, and, and it just yeah, that's man. Did all the rocks tumble out and make it? Yes, yeah. it was crazy because the rocks tumbled out right into like basically I was picking up rocks to fill in a driveway, Ace's driveway, because we had a guy over there with a tractor. We had a guy. Yeah, we had a guy. And his name was Bob, and Nick was going nuts because his name was Bob, and he was on a tractor, and he was fixing stuff. It was like, Bob the Builder's here. He's like, ah, he's going nuts, you know. So anyway, I, so mom's yes. like, mom's like, go get these rocks and put them in the thing. So I went up there, loaded this thing up at the steepest point, of course, in the whole fucking piece of property, and came down, and it was like, eh, this ain't happening, you know, like, as, I, <laughs> as I came down. And it just, like, had only one break, and it Did rolled. you roll forward or side? Kind of like forward side. You know, the classic guy. Uh, the cl- Adam has a classic way of dipping over vehicles. <laughs> well, ATV's always kind of—it's always on the front right quarter or something. You're like, oh shit. Was it was it bad though? Were you able to get up afterwards? Or? I got up and yeah. I rode it home. Yeah. You didn't but, need but a, it, you didn't need a knife to cut yourself. Didn't have to cut my leg off or anything like that. But it was <laughs> so heavy. I was like, man, if this thing lands on me, I'm going down. This thing is yeah. yeah. It's but, not a light. But piece the of funny part right? was is that the rocks fell into a hole that was going up the hill. So that I needed to fill anyway. So, so, uh, so I looked I mean, at it and was like, well, fuck it. There you go. I filled in. I filled in. Uh, at least I filled in the driveway. So it was the wrong driveway. Next time you can go up the hill without tipping. Maybe, yeah. Because I, the rocks I, are I there. haven't gone back up the hill yet. Yeah, I, and then I knocked all the uh, the reservoirs off the fucking brakes, you know. So I, did, I basically just, you know, turned the thing into a useless piece of crap like I usually do. <laughs> I'm really good <laughs> at that. Like, yep. yeah, the farm is just riddled yeah. with vehicles. I mean, I okay, let me just say. just I, I can't believe it. And, and I shouldn't say I can't believe I'm surprised that he didn't. F- you hadn't flipped the Audi or hurt the Audi more than you did. I remember still the flipped first it more like uh, everything. Like, like sooner <laughs> or quicker. it's not Grand Theft Auto. You can only flip a car well, once. No, that's but not true. You could, you could, you can have a nice little clean roll. But if you just want. gotta land on. But the anyway, yeah. the first time I was driving back from the farm, he's like, "Oh, we have quicker way to take. Don't worry." And I'm driving my Caliber at the time, which has oh, no yeah. suspension. <laughs> so that. it was like a boat. If you hit a bump. Like the whole front would dip down. It would be like a boat hitting a wave. Talking to Mike. Yeah. So <laughs> so anyway, he's like, "Oh, let's take these." And he's on the back roads, it, dirt. It's not a road. It's just dirt hills. Dirt and roads, man. Dirt roads. Hauling ass as fast. I do as about ninety on those roads. I can't even thing. imagine how fast he was. I couldn't. I did 90. I, it I did was 90 insane. On, the dirt. on those dirt roads, you do ninety. So it's a straight line, dude. There's nothing. He's like, "Oh yeah, I flipped this the other day." Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing. Just flipped it. How about you? How was your week? My week was good. Yeah. Simple week. Nothing major. Except for I think yesterday Didn't flip was the anything. hardest part of the hardest part oh, of the week. I got to I got to help the kid lift his bike into a truck. Let me dude, that thing is heavy. Heavy as fuck. It's not a pleasure. You're the only one who hurt yourself. It was not Everyone I, I, I lifted with my knees. How was your week? No, was, I lifted with week? my back. How was your week? My week was good. Is that your bike in the back of the Yes, thing? it is. Nah, it is. All the freaking Harley dealers are booked like two, three weeks I know weeks the fans out. don't want to hear about your crappy bike because that's what we had. We had yeah. people c- t- writing in. We do <laughs> not want to hear about the kid's See? shoddy and bike. That's on you. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it is my bike in the back. We're going to listen to him. It is. But no, otherwise, like, the week you, was good. You dumping it off at the... At the flea market, or no? What? I'm just gonna. I'm just. Gonna we should auction it off for the show. Yeah, no, we should give it away to the first caller. Buy a new first computer. caller, <laughs> sure. Yeah, he doesn't even have Skype up. <laughs> yeah, I don't even have Skype up. I so will not have fun calling. Skype up. Yeah, have fun. Um, but no, good week, easy week, easy peasy. Kind of. I mean, we're doing a lot of work to get everything ready for extraction. Squishing any weed. Yeah, we were doing lots of squishing. 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 Lots right. of squishing. Good job. Good job. But yeah, no, just doing stuff, getting ready for extracted. That's all. Yeah. I know, look at you. <laughs> black, black sheep's going to stomp all over. <laughs> oh, man, my no, 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 no. Stomp. No, How was your week? My week is going great, thanks. So far, I like it. 
how it's been going. It's the dry part <laughs> of the year. Wow, <laughs> my God, that was great. I'm, just, I'm, yeah. just, I'm distracted, so. <laughs> I know, you're like, <laughs> I got, you're I got distracted by distracted? Well, he's Facebooking at dinner. This oh, story, I'm always Facebooking. Hold on, we got to give a big shout out to OT. He made it in the chat room. Look at that. Hey. Is there thunder, or is like somebody banging pipes? Someone banging pipes. Someone's just banging pipes. Crack it. Thunder, it's thunder. It's thunder, for sure. Speaking of OT. Here, light that. Buddy of OT. See, Roll Jones like you're from California too, dude. Like, wider than I they are long. Like, like, if they I go, whenever they're wider than length, length, and it's Cali style. You're like, like what? What happened? What are we smoking on here, Joe? That is ECPC, which is what um, East so Coast like your Panama kind of chunk, East Coast Panama chunk, and the I-95 from JJ that uh, Tierrojo used. That's nice. that's number eleven. Number eleven. Yeah. And Bike, what does OT's friend say? He says. Uh, he's in Thailand. He's uh, he's from Washington State, but he's been living in Thailand for a while. And he came back and he bought a, uh, a Sub Zero <laughs> Hapon extractor. Oh, nice. And he's gonna bring it back with him to Thailand. I know that guy. Yeah. yeah. So that's gonna d- have to cost an arm and a leg to get to Thailand. Well, right? he just hit me up and said, above and beyond that, they're not gonna let him bring it to Thailand. Thailand says no. No. No thanks. No way. So he's well. You don't ask Thailand. Like, you don't you say, "Hi, Thailand. Can I bring this incredibly illegal-looking apparatus it's into your big. Would I it think be as probably easy to get big propane or butane cylinders I mean, there too? It'd probably be hard to get. A I don't big think he would. Be, I don't think he'd be bringing a ten thousand dollar unit over there if he couldn't get couldn't the get gas. Butane. Yeah. Um, well, I think he'd just send it in parts, wouldn't you? There might be a hole in that. Now it's there might indeed be a joke. Now it happens. It's too late. So he's back in. Thailand and this is sitting in the Sub Zero warehouse, and he wa- wants to know if anyone wants to. And we went to buy it. Buy for cheap, cheaper than cheap he paid. He's open wow. to offers. He's even o- open to trades. So hit me up if you know anyone. Yeah, wants I got to a help bike. a guy out. I got a bike in the back of my truck. Oh, there's whispering and there's banter going on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Keep the business going. is being done right. Hey, now. hey we're, yeah. we're creating, we're creating empires over here. That was, that, that <laughs> was. Oh, I see. Yeah, but yeah, that, yeah. That, that was about all I got. Sparked so. our, you sparked our. Uh, so, uh, where, who do they contact if they're interested? They hit me in up, and I'll put you in touch. deal on a Sub Zero extractor. Which hit one me up on Facebook. Hey, if he's out there Which in Thailand, also he should get us seeds. Just saying. That's probably not an issue. It's just they sell them by the pound out there for cheap. Are they the kind we want? Are they there from Thai weed plants, so. Uh, we'll take a few pounds. Sure, sure. Just get him over here. That's the problem. That's on him. Yeah. Oh, burn. Tell him to ask the Thai government if he can send seeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Since that's his, oh, he should put him his in, MO. Put him in put the extractor. Can I bring the these seeds back over to there <laughs> and then pick up my extractor? Maybe. No. It won't work. Not going to work. A little give and take. News, news, news. How about this one from this morning in Rolling Stone? Poll, fighting marijuana legalization is bad politics. New poll suggests candidates who are pro-states' rights as far as marijuana is concerned may connect with key primary voters. Yeah, Christy, you fuck. God damn. Ah. But did you see the poll thing yesterday? It was like, Trump is at like 52%. She, he's over Hillary Clinton right now. He's higher than Hillary Clinton. Bernie? Higher. Are we, are we endorsing higher. Bernie yeah, Sanders, he's Adam? He's got, he's course, higher in the polls than Hillary Clinton. Clinton. Well, we could say don't vote for any of these assholes. Right. Or, or we, we could re-announce uh, my... Your candidacy? candidacy which we I thought you were on. running with Bernie. Don Donovan. Yeah. Uh, 
done. Weren't you going done done if it yeah. is? That has to be. Yeah, done deal. It can't not done deal. <laughs> <laughs> all right, maybe maybe that's a twenty twenty. That'll be a twenty twenty. Hey, it might have just got a thumbs up and the clarity <laughs> thing. That's all I'm saying. For cool. Me. Okay. A new policy, uh, public policy polling survey from early primary. St- from early primary states, Iowa and New Hampshire has found that a solid majority of Republican respondents approve of states' rights to carry out marijuana policy reform without the feds cracking down. The survey commissioned by the marijuana majority found that 64 and 67 percent of Republicans in states uh, of Republican respondents in Iowa and New Hampshire, respectively, agree that states should be able to carry out their own marijuana laws without federal interference. Boom. Well, yeah. So uh, even the other side agrees now. Even the other side. News, news, news. That was that was crazy. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, most of the time, what's up, when, when they have trouble with the Big Brother thing, like in Cali, for example, a lot of the times that was when the local cops are asking for help. Yeah. Yeah. A majority yeah. of the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's some policy I think that they have to are supposed to ask for help whenever it's above a certain size of find or uh, you know okay. whatever speaking of size are you going to cover these nuts <laughs> oh, that's who you, everybody that should has be nothing for. to do with weed oh you're talking about weed i thought you were talking about politics you can talk about well, these <laughs> nuts is good news 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 that kid should that kid should run the effects of wow. marijuana on the brain may be more complicated than experts previously thought and may depend on factors related to the person using the drug such as their genetics two new studies suggest Marijuana use does not lead to smaller brain size in teens, one of the new studies found. That finding contrasts with previous research suggesting that the, d- the drug does have this effect. But in people who are genetically prone to schizophrenia, marijuana could alter their brain development in potentially negative ways, according to the other news. Sounds study. like UK, UK news. Right, okay. well, no, dude, if you're genetically yeah. predisposed to it, probably a bunch of things could make that right. could okay. trigger the switch. So I just think that was poor wording. So the word alter... I feel like means you know almost like a permanent thing. Like it's going to alter their their brain development, or if they're prone to, if they're prone to schizophrenia, it may make you. It's yeah, it's more like develop a, a, your enhance. attributes more, right? But it's not going to alter you permanently just because you smoked weed. I would assume is that, and I feel like that's what they're trying to get at. Right? It should there. just be a test. They should just make you smoke when you're like, like, oh, like twelve years old. Be like, all right, you're crazy. Get the fuck out. <laughs> you're, you're cool. You're good. You're good. You're crazy. Well, I didn't say that much, but uh, it's true though. You can, yeah. That's what I always. I, like I said, when I was a kid, there was a, one time we went out. We smoked a bunch of weed behind the school, like we always did. And one friend we went nuts and started smashing gl- bottles everywhere. And I'm like, yeah, what you, you can't smoke anymore. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, ah, <laughs> I hate the school. And what? I was just like, all right, you have a problem, my Man, friend. Like, that's, that's he was like a guy you don't yeah. want to smoke with anymore. It was just no fun. He was no Done. fun. You don't want to keep smash shit up. Yeah, <laughs> that's like that, that kid a couple weeks ago that threw up all over my living room, man. That it's kid? One what are you talking yeah, about? I don't know about this. Okay, I, I didn't so, read that. I didn't hear so that. There was, from so, dabbing or so, what? Yeah, not from one bong rip of just of just bud. That's it. Yeah. It was of good rosin bud, chips. But so we, <laughs> me, me, Brittany, and one of our other coworkers at the time were just out having a beer. Right. And there was a kid out there that certainly wasn't drunk by any means and started talking to us. And you never know. He could have just did it. Some people can. It's like when you drink and drink and drink, and you never know. In an hour, well, well, he lived right. Well, he lived right near us. So we're walking back, and he's like, "Oh, you know, like, okay, that's cool. I'll come in and smoke with you guys." I said, "Well, come in and puke in your Well, how often do you smoke?" And he goes, "I don't smoke." That often, and I'm like, okay, well, you just take one hit, and then if you if it's too much, then don't take any more. Just take one hit. Here's some flour. Rips a bong like really big, full of rosin chips. Like no, whoa, just flour. Yeah, old rosin pulls chips. it down, and and he, and he takes the hit just fine. And then maybe 20 minutes go by, and I sit down next to him, and I see him kind of just like not there. 
And then I was like, hey, man, like, you all right? And did, he make, did he make the noise? Did he make, the, yes. did he make that noise yes. right before he died? So, Whitey. <laughs> Not the noise. And then he's making that noise. Yeah. And then then he goes, I believe in God right now. I believe in this isn't real. This oh, isn't, like, almost tripping News, hard. news, news. Yeah, and yeah. it was. That it sounds awesome. Feel, no, yeah. that's Can I, I want to be that guy the, right now. Who cleaned the puke up? The dog. Dog. No. He didn't let the dog just no, woof it I up. Cleaned it up. Carpet. Was it carpet? Arcata Commission holds off on marijuana zone. The Arcata Planning Commission came close to making a decision on the proposed medical marijuana innovation zone at its meeting Tuesday, but decided to continue the public hearing to the first meeting in September after one commissioner raised concerns over the emphasis on indoor growing. Staff put forward two recommendations to the commission. The first was to approve the innovation area over three parcels of land off West End Road, including the former Humboldt Flake, Flake Board site, while the alternative proposed that the zone also include several parcels of land at the northern part of West End Road. Staff has also recommended that medical marijuana cultivation be limited to no more than 25% of a building's square footage and that no more than 4,000 square feet be cultivated per lease or business. Okay. Okay. I wasn't. I was. I zoned out. I zoned numbers, out. Yeah. I zoned out. Numbers. Yeah. Numbers. Numbers. News. 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 Numbers got me all numb. Nervous. 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 <laughs> I don't trust the numbers. Numbers. All right. News. 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 Being slow. I'm not sure. Drop the news. I don't know why, but Keith. Keith. My friend Keith. Unfortunately, he uh, is unable to tune in. No, he's tuned in. He's got a whole crew of people listening. But cool. For some reason, didn't hear my big shout out. Ah, like, we'll do another. Oh, no, we'll we do can, another. Yeah. More we shout outs later. Can, we'll talk about it. Go. Oh, drop the news. Government issues damning response to 200,000 signature cannabis legalization petition. This was sent in by a user from the UK, so everything is spelled strangely. So I will color probably read it wrong. Yeah. And armor. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things about colored armor in here. I really like that, though. The petition <laughs> that urges the government to make the production, sale, and use of That's cannabis funny. legal has 203,466 signatures at the time of writing. The text of the petition claims that the legalization of cannabis could bring in 900 million pounds in taxes every year, create 400 million pounds uh, on policing, or sorry, save 400 million pounds on policing cannabis and create over 10,000 new jobs. The petition is the second most popular on the website, second only to one that calls for a debate on the no-confidence vote in Health Secretary Jeremy Hunt. Back to politics. Despite the petition's popularity, the government has shut the door on the prospect of legalization. In their with their response, it says the latest evidence from the Independent Advisory Council on mi- the misuse of drugs is that the use of cannabis is a significant public health issue. That's crazy. The well, England's they got like that the skunk pl- over there. England's the place that needs weed the most. Sure. Like, you know where <laughs> else needs weed the most that now definitely won't be able to get it? News, news, news. Do it. Oh, that was a segue. Yeah. Segue. Russia completely blocks Wikipedia due to an article about marijuana. So you are not allowed to look at Wikipedia because there's an article that says how to make charis. What? Yes. Russia banned Wikipedia on Monday following through on threats to block the world's biggest encyclopedia due to a page about cannabis that Russia's censors deemed illegal. Some word that I can't pronounce. The Russian censors responsible for surveilling and policing the Internet pulled the trigger on the ban after demanding Wikipedia remove the page for charis. 
a form of hashish cannabis. The authorities complained that the Wikipedia page gave explicit instructions on how to make the product. No. The distribution. Said, hey, rub a plant. Rub a plant. <laughs> and then rub your hands. <laughs> rub, rub, rub. The distribution of drug-related information has been prohibited since at least June 25th. Uh, it's incapable of blocking individual Wikipedia pages because the site uses the HTTPS protocol to ensure secure uh, communications. Instead, they have to ban the entire site. Oh, Russia's doing a bunch of stupid shit. Well, right they now. banned Reddit briefly because of a post about psychedelic mushrooms. They threw away a bunch what? of food at one point. That Dude, is a true fact. Russia. My Facebook's going to get banned. Oh, well, we're actually on the wanted mushrooms. list in China. Oh, really? Yes. Hell yeah. yeah. What, 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 oh, yeah. What got you there? Puns are illegal in Pun. China? <laughs> yeah, no, no puns. No way. No pun. <laughs> yeah. We're a very pun-heavy don't show. Be pun, don't even get punny around here. <laughs> don't get punny. Wow, I know some people that love puns. We better stay the fuck out of China. I hope they don't like General So's chicken. News, <laughs> <laughs> news, uh. news. No, that's it. We're done with this. General that was, that was the big news? General Sow's chicken. Was there anything real news that came out this week? Come on. What, you want to talk about these nuts? Genital sows. These nuts were pretty awesome. <coughs> you want to talk about North Korea, South Korea? What do you want to talk about? Oh, yeah, they're blowing up each other. That didn't even happen, did it? Or no, they're going they're to. They're playing music loud. Who's blowing up? Propaganda at the border. Someone have some what, jelly like or something going? Apocalypse Now it smells or something? Like it's oh. red. Boom! That was OJ Sow. It was orangey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Oh. It makes me happy, though. I like to hear that. Ha! So thank you for the compliment, Mitch, even though you didn't know was you that rosin? anyone. Yes, it was. Well, where's mine? Didn't I win a dab? Wean a unfortunately. Dab. No, unfortunately, I didn't. So the trim that I got to make this was yeah, meh. It was meh. old. Meh. So it meh. smells good. I don't want good. trim rosin anyways. Well, no, I, I didn't use the trim. Oh, okay. I keeped the trim and then. Who got the lighter? Up. Who's got? Use a tumbler. Who got it? How'd you make the... I have a tumbler coming, but I'm... Right now, it's just dry ice until the tumbler... Oh, dry ice. The, yeah. the shake weight. What's your term? What's your term for the it? Shake weight Shake sift. down? Shake it down? Yeah, shake it down. He, he invented... He invented shake slang. Shake weight sift. He already invented his own processing. You can only shake it for what? Show me how to do it. Show me how to do it. 25 seconds. So, like... You close your eyes and you pretend to shake salt. I did this at 220. Okay. And if you put in, you know, just a... I guess maybe, you know, a pound of dry ice for... Like a half pound of bud is what I was using, but I just put it in. I shake the first run for yeah, like thirty seconds, and that'll give you that first, like really golden, amber color stuff. And then if you shake it again for show us how you do it. Show us how you do it. Oh man! Oh Joe. What's yes, going on, buddy? And Britt helps you have her show us do What'd a demonstration. What do you think of that ray? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's oh. pretty. It it slows you down a little. Well, that's okay. Yeah, because yeah. it's time for you to talk. What's happening? Something oh. slow. We got about Joe. Uh, Sit so back. We got about Joe. Well, actually, Joe, before we before we get into Joe, here's the. I'm going to let everyone know the schedule here. All right. We got Larissa Bolivar on her way. Yeah, I was going to say where she's on her way. She's from the Cannabis Consumers yeah, we don't Coalition. Have people. We need more people. She's going to talk more to us people. about uh, grimy dispos that spray bad stuff on their plants. Wait, no. no. Hold on. Well, Wait a second. Happen. I have to pause. Torch there. There are pause not torch. grimy dispos in Colorado that do anything wrong to any of their plants. And there's certainly not any in Boulder. I'll tell you that right now. That does not exist. So don't start well, that's making this, accusations this la- this that you lady, can't prove. This okay? lady has the proof. So I mean, we'll bring her in I'm and we'll see what she has to say. expert here. Yeah, that's, this lady has the proof. She was interviewed by Vice about it. She's the one who brought all the ev- filed the Freedom of Information request. And 
She's also fighting for caregivers' rights, which I totally awesome. support because you should be able to choose where you go and you get your medicine. It's your medicine. No one tells you where you have to buy your tomatoes. Exactly. You can go to the farmer's market if you want. Exactly. Someone else should talk while I dab. Joe, introduce yourself, though, <laughs> yeah. to people who don't know you in the chat room because we have uh, an audience from all over. Where here. do I start? Where do I start? Oh, well, boy. I was born in a small town. <laughs> uh, I'm from Austin, Texas. Um, and uh, everybody wants to live there. You're like, I'm out of here. I saw that real early <laughs> on, and I, I had my way out, and it was it was moving to Colorado. But uh, I've been here for six years. Um, New. I, I grew cannabis back in Texas. <laughs> I was... Uh, that makes you an outlaw. I was uh, <laughs> reprimanded for that. Officially or just by your parents? No, no, no. I've that that started out real early. Uh, this one, the what uh, what knocked me off my horse was the uh, trying to grow in a house in South Austin thing. And uh, there's no cultivation charge in Texas, so what they do is they cut down all your herb and they weigh it wet and they make you look like the worst person on earth because you Joe have a thousand pounds of fucking weed. shit tons of weed. Um, can we cuss on here? Yeah, of course. Fucking a, right? Fucking a. Fucking a. I just, I just don't want to. Relax, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to offend anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty hard. We have a uh, cheesecake lady on here weekly, so. Yeah, she's pretty bad. <laughs> Bi-weekly. Oh. 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 Sailor. Oh. Sailor, yeah. Sailor. It makes the kid blush. The kid gets all nervous. And, yeah. uh, fortunately, Dude, she's got a filthy, filthy mouth. Fortunately filthy. for me, though, when I did get in trouble, uh, it was a slap on the wrist. These guys just wanted me to they wanted to hang me up so i got like four years probation in texas do you mean literally because they're known for that sort of thing yeah, like yeah, yeah. hanging uh it, i was hung up by uh by the lawman really but uh but you escaped the gallows it, and made it to colorado yeah man I, I actually i i was i was coming up here before i was off probation and for the last year i, w- I was just you know Really, I was ball- I was doing some ballsy stuff, but uh, now now I'm at the point where. Um, so you were getting checked for four years and for smoking too and everything. And yeah, dude, it was everything, like drinking, and you know, they the whole nine. Yeah, um, they they knew they knew my story, so they they knew they could I couldn't be trusted. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. I worked I worked downtown for about three and a half years, and I met my girlfriend. Um, down there, she's she's been with me uh, going on seven years now, and uh, we moved up here together. And I mean, it started out just you know rent, renting a house and rolling the dice. Like I know, I, just about everybody I know that comes up here just goes for it. Um, if you want to grow, um, it's getting really difficult to find homes that you can grow in they just expect it there a lot of people have just ruined it for everyone they don't clean up after themselves they trash houses mold issues ruining carpets and then landlords don't like aren't cool with it some landlords are cool with it if you get a cool landlord i mean i have a really cool landlord he's amazing and my neighbors love that i grow because the guys that were there before were just drinking and partying and 
fornicating in the yard and fornicating. Wow, it's just that sounds awful. Wow. <laughs> generally, generally people tell who us about the fornicating. Were, were, these, were these like old English brutes? <laughs> uh, actually, it was lesbians, but I don't want to like wow, get into it. Uh, they're not like where well, this is now. It's Stern not show. exciting at yeah. all. Scissor fighting. Yeah, it's not exactly what the kind we're thinking of. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like. It's not that. It's exciting. not the Hollywood lesbians. It's the, just fornicating. It's the real Boulder deal. ones. The real deal. The real deal. The real deal. Oh my god! I would get all how you guys can get all no the things that I say. Yeah. Well. All right. So Joe, bring us bring us from from you from being a humble grower and having all these lesbians on the lawn, saving scissoring, saving your neighbors from lesbian <laughs> fornication. <laughs> To you uh, having some of the best elite cuts, one of the best collections I've seen in Colorado, and uh, being involved with a lot of innovative products that, I mean, you went through some tribulations that led you to learn a lot. Absolutely. So tell um, us a little bit about that. Well, I, you kind of nerd out sometimes um, about Herb. I'm sure you know that guy. Just nerds out. and hell. Yeah, they're, they're in this room, buddy. Yeah, they're all here. <laughs> yeah. um, and there's a, a bunch of them listening, too. Of course. Um <laughs> Well, I got myself into trouble, uh, you know, just trading cuts and bringing stuff into my garden and trusting people or, or moving my garden also is, is really <coughs> is what got me the worst. When I got, uh, I, I got broad mites about a, a year ago when I was moving my garden. And, and I love this story because I think it's so common – Adam and I have talked about it so many times. You just you get started trading cuts. You yeah. really get rocking. You start yeah. to get a few more things, getting better and better. Yeah. And uh, then stuff goes sideways, and it's inevitable. Everyone goes through it. Of course. And you can you can really take it, st- it starts with questioning your own gardening skills. Is usually yeah, the case. I've like, heard that a lot. Like, hmm. Some, the best growers I know thought I was me, a better gardener than this. So what's going the, on? Yeah, the best growers I've met in Colorado, they've seen it all and. They they got broad mites and they thought they didn't know how to grow. They couldn't figure it out. All of a sudden, you're just like, "What the fuck is going on?" They thought they knew everything. And you're looking for maybe spider mites, even if you never had them. You're looking for overwatering or or it's all drifts and things. You're like magnesium. No, it's this. No, and then you get on type of weird deficiency you've never seen. Yeah, that's what gets you off the path right there because then you overcorrect everything, and then it gets really bad. And then you usually get hit with like a three-way. That's the worst. If you get like yeah. the broad mite aph- root aphid combo with some powdery mildew in there, and you're done. You know, well, I mean, that's that, it. Like yeah. your shit's just like, oh my god. And and like, I mean, even a year ago when I was doing my research, there was no definitive place. There's no evidence like what exactly is going on. Uh, there's a lot of misinformation floating around, and I have I've seen people convinced they have broad mites. Or cyclamen mites, and send leaf samples to labs and look for pathogens and bugs, and they couldn't find anything. Same as most uh, uh, mosaic virus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everybody thinks they have that, but really, you probably have a bunch of but other. But usually, problems. it's that looks exactly like fucking mite damage. Like when you look at it, like in a certain because the tops are all folded in everything's got that same look you know so it's like when I see that now I'm always yeah, like and, and the variegation throws people off too sure but you know the tobacco mosaic virus has a 50 year fucking dormancy I've heard but which is sick I mean yeah. it's like and it, and it can be passed on with materials so like if he had it on his 
bud, we roll a joint, bro, go home. Exactly. It's like yeah. it's it's 50 little. fucking years. I mean, that's crazy. But, uh, arguably, there's never been a case. And nobody games. has it. That is weird. Well, that's the weird part about it is like, you would like, if this. If this stuff even just started in our industry, mm-hmm. it would have ran amok and we would be... It's like the Grey Goo situation or something like that. Oh, of course. We live from, in Grey From what Goo. I looked even at... Even if it did just start in our industry, though, couldn't that also be opposite the case? Couldn't it have started in our industry and lied dormant for the first 50 years and now 50 years from now... Oh, the kids writing weed well, story we'd science fiction. Sure. We'd be able to test for it. And, and nothing is coming up with... People are so testing we'll for it and it's not... We can't huh. prove that that's what it is. And I... Firmly, I haven't seen any evidence that, that it's it, ever been in, in cannabis. It, there, there is, is something none. called a sun hemp mosaic virus, but sun hemp mm. isn't hemp. I looked into that; it's a totally different plant. They just call it sun hemp. Okay, so it's not like a certain type of hemp. I never saw that. Yeah. Wow. So, I, and I think that's what people see. I looked really hard to try to find some proof of it. And it's I can't. not related. It's, in, it's just yeah, they the got a photo the in Ed's book. Got a photo in Ed's book of a plant with it. So maybe we should check into that and see really? and, and then the damage that they show is what I was saying describing which because I was like I was reading it like I would never want to deal I mean it's the same with broad mites when you've never had them before you, like my friend was calling me about them about seven years ago from Cali mm-hmm. and he's like one of the guys who first identified it and Mo is like you don't ever want to see these things he's like they're eating my resin they're 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 like eating the Buds it's, they when eat they, the resin first. They eat from like the outside in, you know. And, and they, it's like, and, they and, and they're eating the weed that's been harvested already, so you well, can't stop. You know tricky, what I mean? You're just what's like tricky. Ah. They're so small. <clears throat> so yeah. I just want to say for for plants. one sec, Joe. Before before I let you go full bore yeah, science. Yeah, yeah I'm, I I have no direction here. The reason <laughs> the reason oh. that that you're sitting in that chair and not every other grower who's gone through that part of the story is. Unlike it, because what's the best advice in that situation? Cut and run, man. Just cut them down. Yeah, burn the house down. I yeah, didn't, I'm letting Joe you know didn't I didn't it. have that option. Joe, Joe stood and my, fought. That's yeah, what makes that's Joe special. He stood and fought for generations. <laughs> it's like the fucking hunting Al Qaeda in Afghanistan. In Afghanistan, yeah, like, but he did it, and he you won. find the Bin Laden bug. Or? He found Bug Laden. Bug Laden has been found. You are the last. I've found a few. It's it's been humbling for sure, and um. It, it it tested a lot of things, not just my garden, but I mean that that's that takes the wind out of your sails. Oh you know? fuck yeah! And because you're growing, I, but you're growing crap just to stay it's running. It's terrible, and I, there's some guys I really really respect that have had broad mites. One of my friends had broad mites for nine months or so before he even knew what it was. Then he fought it for six months. And still, even then, his plants were so beat up from the pathogens that they bring into your garden and the poison from their bite that he had to scrap his whole garden still. And he couldn't save it. He had to he had to go get new cuts and start new moms and redo everything. So I want to talk about sort of the story that you went through, and then I want to yeah. do our shout-outs. And then I want to bring it back, and I want to go, like, Joe's hit list. Like, for this, use yeah. this. Because you've well, done a lot of research. There, there's a lot of things about plants and their systems and what they are able to do to defend and heal themselves that you're, you're needing to support. That's really what it comes down to. But that can segue into mold, too. So if you're going to be talking about that, there's a ton of misinformation about powder and botrytis and all these different diseases or pathogens and a lot of them start in the soil but a lot of them start with unhealthy plants 
furthermore, um, you can prevent all of these things. That's um, that's it's prevention more than curing. There's right? a lot of things with plant nutrition you can do that will completely s- just stop these bugs in their tracks. And I think it's easier to control broad and cyclamen mites with nutrition than it is to control some spider mites because a lot of the spider mites have just evolved more. The Colorado is just an it a lot of the mites that are tough to kill like the blue spruce mite is a bitch. That's the toughest cuz I scope these things and identify them and I and I know my enemy. And the blue spruce mite is is blue. How important is it to know, to know your enemy when you're when you're noticing And how far are you scoping down? Yeah, those two good questions. Um, I think it's very important. Um, as far as identifying the mite, uh, whether it's cyclamen broad or russet, that that's pretty easy. But there are certain things that work better just in that same family of mite. And with spider mites, it's a whole other animal. They just they see. I think they're spi- a lot tougher. You think spider mites are tougher than broad mites? Yes, broad mites just reproduce much faster. Yeah, for they're me, for me, the the they're different challenges. Spider yeah. mites are, are they're I, just. I don't, I'm not worried about spider it's mites. It's complicated anymore. because you have to be able to go at broad or cyclamen or russet mites every three days because their incubation period is so short. Yeah, and as soon as the egg hatches on a cyclamen or broad mite, especially, they crack out of the egg and they climb into the apical meristem and they hide. Yeah. The apical meristem is the part of the plant where the the it vegetation connects. unfolds out of yeah. at the very tippy top. Yeah. Um they hide in there and they chew on plants and they're poisoning your plants. And before before it all goes wrong, you'll start seeing funky leaves coming out of the apical meristem. They're just like they're they're well, it pattern starts is low, low down on the plant cuz they climb up right onto the plant, go up the stem and they start at the new at the apical meristem of lower growth, and that's usually where you'll see it. And it's how far are you scoping in to see that? It's very easy to misidentify that. There's other. There's a lot of things that are similar looking. So, uh, scope. I like getting down to 100x, but I mean, as soon as you spray anything. Broad mites and cyclamen mites and russet mites, they, they get knocked back pretty easily. They, they come back real quick. They come back extremely fast. The, and if you get... If the you nymphs get can lay eggs in the apical meristem and you can't get to them. There's if you top off the apical meristem, though, you get rid of all that, yeah? That little... I mean, you're not. it's a knockdown. You're not but like I said, they move so fast, sure. they could be all over your room and you just don't know it yet. Right. The, the fans move them around. And how is You it? brush up against them, they latch on. They're a lot more mobile than spider mites. Spider mites like to stay in one spot, but if you just see broad cyclamen mite damage in the corner of your garden and you just treat your that corner, that corner. you're going to see it on the other side of the room. It's just... And, and how is their survival rate when there's no plants in the room, for instance? They need plants. They need plants. So uh, I don't believe that they... they can incubate and hide out. I just don't believe that. That's just, I think you're missing them on the plant. I don't think it's that hard to clean your space. Yeah. I, u- I can use uh, O3 generators, UV light kills them, uh, H2O2, whatever you got to use. It's They're not that hard to kill. You just have to get all of them. Yeah. One of them cracks. They're, it's on, man. Just yeah. one egg. 
So some of, the, some of the chat room questions. Uh, first, Zulu Priest asks, how, what's their incubation cycle? How long until they hatch? I mean, are they really Three born days. pregnant? That's what... That's well, what they're what asexual when they're nymphs. Okay. So they can impregnate themselves as nymphs, essentially. Right. When they're, like, still juvenile. Broads and cyclamens have a male and a female. Well, they all have a male and a female, but they're... Uh, it's... It's... They're like they a, just they're look completely machine. different. They're just so closely related. Sure. Um... It's three to five days. From them being born until their children being born. Depending on uh, how healthy your plants are and how much they're eating and how much energy they have, your environment. And the other question... The metabolism slows down when the temperature is low. Right. They're bugs because... They thrive Uh, when it's hot. We have a question from John Wallace. Will ladybugs eat most of the bugs we're talking about? And I'm going to add, if not ladybugs, are there... do Do you use insect controls? Do you recommend insect controls? Have you experimented with them? Absolutely. Uh, but I don't agree that ladybugs do much of anything to broads, cyclamen mites. They're, they're just, there's too many of them. They're too small. Um, you, need a, you need predator mites. Um, I think... Uh, Cuminesis or something like that. What is that one? Well, even hypoapsis miles will go for them. But they're... But but they're, but they're uh, I mean, they're good. They're like they're one of the best bugs out there, pretty much. But you, yeah, but they don't hang they, around. They're, they're, not, they're not the easiest ones to keep around. And uh, you can't just rely on that. And ultimately, if if broad mites are taking over your garden, your plants aren't as healthy as they could be. Right. And there's more potential there, and that's where you should start. Uh, that's the predator mites are. That's in, maintenance in a dream in a dream situation. Once you're once you're at that real nice uh, maintenance zone, you can just oh, I haven't seen a bug for a while. Maybe I should throw more predators. There out are there. a few things that you can do that will prevent you from having to spray anything for broad cyclone mites. Well, that's what we want to hear. Straight about. up, I've seen it with my own eyes. And there's well, he, the, the key he, is silicone and calcium. Okay. The combination and knowing how to utilize them and As keep them mobile in your plants. Right, and this is uh, in the fe- in the feeding, or this is in the spray, or well, you can deliver it both ways. Yeah, nice, nice. But like, because a lot it's of times, about uh, consistency though. Because a lot of times your plants are all locked out when they're well, getting really hit hard, and you can't really hit them with nothing because you're just, just kind of like suffocating them at that point. If the, if they're at the point where they're locking up, then you've had them for a while. You haven't identified them fast enough, yeah. And you've got bigger issues. Than so, what are the keys to identifying them? That's another big question we're getting. What are you if you're looking for certain things when you walk in, in the a room? Spectrum, in the spectrum of the three main bugs, the the worst ones, the Borg mites. Yeah. The they they become resistant to um, petrochemical based. Uh, miticides and mm-hmm. pesticides faster because their incubation period is so much faster. Sure. And they come back faster, so if you miss any of them and hit them again with the same poison, they're going to build up an immunity. Right. So they're 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 pretty fucking resilient. Oh, um, yeah. So the key is avoiding all those things for a few reasons, but the main reason to avoid the, f- the pharmaceutical-grade petrochemical stuff that's supposed to be super clean and has this specific mode of action and relies on systemic values it competes with your plants systemic values okay 
So when you use these chemicals that are flowing through the plant and they have a, a, a half-life, the, the actual chemical does, but it has a protection period of time, it does not coexist with the different microbial life mm -hmm. that keeps your plants healthy and helps you helps you resist these bugs from the inside out. So if you're spraying your plants constantly with the pesticides that you're not even allowed to use in commercial settings, right. your, your plant's immunity is being knocked back each and every time. Right. Um, that's one of the big problems. And how long out of, uh, like so, so say if you had mother plants and you hit them with Avid four months ago, and now you're like, okay, I've decided I don't want to do that anymore. I'm going to switch over. Is it possible to switch over on that plant there, or should you take cuts off of that plant and try to start all over again with a new Depends plant? on how far along it is. So the broads and the cyclamens, I mean, it's there's we have documentation that proves that these bugs can carry pathogens. And when they start chewing on your plants, they carry it onto the plant. Sure. So you have a... They're like vectors to the... Fusari yeah, like I've seen fusarium wilt. That's a very common one with cyclamen mites in NorCal and Oregon. Mm -hmm. Because they actually spray the eggs on the side of the road, and in some cases they advocate inoculating them with these pathogens so that if the bugs don't take off, then the pathogen knocks out whatever they're trying to control on the side of the road. But I don't know. I think it... Yeah. It's... Makes it's, it's, it's well, they have some super... That's I mean, out Cali's there, definitely got some super bugs, that's for sure. Like, yes. there's there's areas of... Of course. ...of NorCal where... They it's, thrive. It's almost there. like people are just like, well, they're just everywhere. We don't even care anymore. You know what I mean? Right. You're like, what? You know, like, it's almost... That's yeah. that's where you... Ha if you If you consider that, how that scale of gardening the, the that type of of growing out outside with big trees maximizing your 99 plants yeah. and spreading it out on your property how can you spray those monsters yeah. all the time that yeah. it's not practical at all right but in a commercial setting when you have hands on deck mm -hmm. um, the the petrochemical hardcore pesticides and miticides and ovicides they're they're just the easy way you what about fungicides can you throw that in the mix too because we gotta we gotta we gotta kind of address it all because a healthy plant will defend well, against all this stuff we're, right? we're kind of digressing a little because there's it's such a complicated answer with the mites that uh it, it it's easy to segue into mold though um so powder's the big one uh, botrytis is terrible. Botrytis is a soil-borne pathogen. As long as you have a healthy food web and organic gardening, uh, probiotics to help your plants do their job, you're just keeping them happy, um, those soil-borne pathogens aren't going to be there. The, the microbes, they eat that, that stuff. It's, it's the easy way. On a large scale, when you have soilless mediums and you're trying to prevent that stuff it's going to be in your garden if your plants have any setbacks health wise the botrytis is going to take off and you're going to have bud rot in your plants in your flowers so you have to just accept that that stuff's going to be there and plan accordingly and there are lots of different 
beneficials that eat that stuff and you just have to play with what works for you that's proprietary i can't just give that stuff up yeah and also but the thing is you you also have to create the uh environment that those thrive and the of course and, and the other ones aren't thriving it's a balance it's, it's figuring it's out a that balance. exact zone you're gonna have bad bacteria everywhere and in hydroponic applications your your medium is going to do best when it's sterile and if the temperatures rise in the water or the in, or the the canopy or the environment around your water and your oxygen levels drop and your because oxygen levels drop and those bad bacteria take over the good bacteria sure so what Don't do you do anaerobic at that point yeah you you have to control your environment and if your environment is not completely controlled you have to know that those types of problems are going to be there sure pythium is real bad in hydro as soon as as soon as you get pythium on one plant 24 hours later your whole everything connected to that reservoir is gone right and that is triggered by heat the heat spikes and the bad bacteria drops and the ba- uh, the good bacteria drops and the bad bacteria takes over sure and if you're using monopotassium phosphate in your nutrients and a lot of hydro guys are and they don't have a clue what's in their nutrients yeah they're sterilizing all those good bennies, yep. all the good microbes in so your... And, and it's hard to get bennies to work anyway because of the fact it that... It is, but there's a lot of things you can do. Everything's moving all the time. There's a lot you can do. And I have friends that grow in hydroponic applications, and they're, they're asking me for help, and there's a lot we're doing, and it works very well. There, you have the whole canopy mm-hmm. to work with, mm-hmm. and it's, it's not that hard to keep your water active with bennies it's you just have to stay on it yeah and temperature of course important because that's 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 usually the number one environment's the biggest that's the number one uh hydroponic kind of failure is of course is your water set and forget it you know you're like oh (laughs) how come this stuff is just sliming up on me and you're like uh about 80 degrees it's gotta come from somewhere you know that's that's the starting point of it And, and like you know the most almost every unit the water gets heated by the the Pumps. action the action of the thing to make it work in the first place you know? right so so you're yeah. on this never-ending circle of of course like heat, heat, now we need chillers you can't just turn it off yeah, yeah chillers chillers are the are the definite geothermal i mean there's a lot you can do if you're if you're in the right place and as you soon can as dig you go six feet under the ground your water's much cooler yeah. i mean guys six feet just look yeah. into it geothermal yeah. greenhouses right down the street Grow oh, yeah. You guys just got to go look at Grohaas. I mean, if you want to go geo, there's no reason not to go geothermal if sure. you're growing in a greenhouse it's, or in a commercial warehouse. There's, you can do it. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's very doable. Yeah, and you create like, that like dual dual uh, uh, environment at that point because you have your controlled root zone and you have your um, you know pretty much Colorado style days of sun, which is free. So of course, another utilize thing, the best of it. Another thing that I've been working with is different ways to log all that data. Sure, monitoring all that, and uh, we work. I work with SmartBeat, and we're we're taking all these wireless features and connecting it all into one system that you can you can add stuff onto it take stuff off of it streamline it whatever you want to do and there's a lot of people getting into this industry they understand that that you have to keep an eye on all these variables the more you can control every single variable the better your result will be 
and you let your guard down and especially in hydro like you said with the temperature in the water it's 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 the beginning of the end so so the beginning of let's the take end. a minute do some shout outs pay some bills Joe, let's hop you back into the peanut gallery seat and bring on our next guest. And then I want to bring Joe back with our, our tips and shit tricks uh, to kill tips all the bad stuff. Tips and tricks and stuff. shit. Yeah. Shits and dribbles. Sh- <laughs> all right, kid, ready to roll some <laughs> shout-outs? Sure. Roll sure. it. Oh, yeah, Mirthless. sure, whatever. Mirthlessly sharing. Whatever. Sure. Sure, sure. <laughs> Mirthless? without joy. I love that word. I never heard it before. Yeah, that's what it's the kid uh, was that's right the, there. Uh, that's the word of the day. Word of the day on the Adam Dunn Show. Thanks thanks to Mitch. All right, big, big shout-out to Way to Grow. We got, always we got going on. holding us down, always holding you down. They still Gavita got sales? the Gavita blowout going on. Blowout. What? Gavita, 1,000-watt E-Series. 469 is their sale. Go in there and say Adam Dunn Show. It'll be cheaper than 469. That's right. Everything in the store will be cheaper. You'll be shocked at how cheap it is. It's mirthless, like a step above morose. Uh, morose has like a somberness to it, whereas mirthless is just without joy. So it's a step above morose. A step above. Okay, I see what you mean. Yes. Anyway, check out Way to Grow. They're not mirthless. They're full of mirth. They have candy. That even makes the kid mirthful. Yes. Mirthful candy. I like candy. Well, candy. this mirth is frankincense. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. As long as there's gold that comes with that, then we're all happy. They even have a logo for Concentrate Corner now. It's like, what? Concentration what? Corner has Building a logo. It, out. it looked pretty dope. It was like a hexagon. It looked pretty what? Pretty dope. Ooh. Big, big shout Sorry. out to Incredibles <laughs> Edibles. The kids' favorite edibles. Adam's favorite edibles. My favorite edibles. Mike, your favorite edibles? Today, I love edibles. Today. <laughs> 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 They uh, have Wednesdays are all they're awesome. They have incredible recipes on their site. Uh, they're doing a contest right now. You can go to incredible incrediblescolorado.com. Recipe incredible words can you kid do it? Are they looking for new yeah. new incrediblescolorado.com? We're there. Go to incredible recipes. Scroll up. Scroll up. Scroll. 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 All right. Go recipes. Yeah. Boom. Recipe contest. Interesting. Interesting. Incredibles is proud to announce their first ever Incredible Recipe contest. The contest will be held from August 1st. You better get on it. This month through the end of the month. you got five days. If you're in Colorado and over 21, you can go here. Click the link. Click the words. You can't click the green words. The green word. Uh Yes. Uh And then you just see the same thing. Uh So go ahead. Send them your recipes. They got a recipe. It's the Incredibles brownie. Send it to Melt your favorite Incredibles bar into a cake or brownie mix. And the Incredibles milkshake looks actually pretty good. We should definitely do this. See? But I got bikes attention. Milkshake? Cafe Incredible. Uh, and then we'll come in and Photoshop the E on the coffee for you. Incredibles, Incredibles PB&J. Strawberry Crunch Bar and a Peanut Butter Buddha Bar. I don't know if that's a PB&J. That's not a PB&J. That's how you talk if you eat the two of them. Check them out. IncrediblesColorado.com. Also, big, big shout-out to Build a Soil. You're jumping around. You gotta jumping stick to around. the same. <laughs> you gotta stick to the same order. So, I remember them. But go ahead. That's okay. So uh, check them out. We had Build Soil sponsoring last week's episode. Good nitrogen. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys know that you could uh, put someone under with nitrogen? Apparently, you can do it. You can you can put somebody down with nitrogen. I noticed that. Yeah. Uh, Talk about it for about 25 also minutes. Also sponsored. 
But for I'll tell you what, we have over 3,000 views on that episode. It's one of our most popular episodes, yeah. as is every time we bring the Build the Soil crew on. Uh, so check them out if you're doing any organic gardening. A lot of the stuff that uh, Joe is talking about is available there as well. Um, Joe, you, you, you fucks with Build the Soil? Oh, yeah. Big time, right? Of course. Of course. Yeah, I, I didn't have a chance to get into specific. There, there are a oh, we'll let, things. We'll get, we'll get into it on the second half. We'll let you, you, get, we'll let you yeah. get back. Oh. Big, big shout-out, of course, to Dark Horse Genetics. They updated their website. Updated. Look at that. DarkHorseGenetics.com. You L.A., Colorado. Multiple Go Click horses. it, click it, click it. Ooh, click the Colorado horse. Let's kick the what? Colorado Click the horse. Don't kick it. Click it. Site under construction. Site under construction. Don't do that. He did say the new one was coming. Oh, there you go. Boom. You can check out the Los Angeles shop. Buy weed from a vending machine. Washington, Oregon. They're moving back to Oregon. Uh, but they'll be back in touch. The strain list is back up. Is the store back up? That was the other question. I don't see it. Scroll down under strain list, buddy. I did. That's, that's the lowest. That's the lowest, the lowest you can go with. Yeah. It's the lowest. All right. So it sounds like they're still working on putting this new store back up. Uh, for the meantime, check out the app, of course. Uh, it's on the iTunes store. It's on the Google Play store. Do it. I do it. It's fun. Does it? Do it. And, and do it. MarysNutritionals.com. Of course, big shout out to the family at Elite Cannabis. Mary's Nutritionals, Elite Organic Supply. Mary Soap Man over to him. Yeah? Yeah. Dude, everyone, he's, he's, uh, they're good people. They're doing really good work. If you want CBD that's not faulty bullshit, if you want CBD that we'll vouch for, that, we'll, that we recommend to our family members who need it, you can go to marysnutritionals.com. That's marysnutritionals.com, all one word. And you can buy it right there. Uh, they got the patches, the gel pen, CBD compound that you can take in capsules. Uh, you, you can find it. You can find it. No matter where you are in the country, if you need it, it's available. Nice. And on that note... And a big shout-out to Keith once again. Big Keith. Hopefully you're hanging in there still listening and is, all the boys listening on the is, East Coast. He is. He is. And he's got other people in there. He's got a bunch of people listening because he's like, you got to listen. Yeah, you got to listen. Yeah, you spread gotta the listen. word. You got to listen. I got to talk to you. Yeah. Blah. Blah. So can we get... Sorry, shout out to Ryan. Keith, can we, much can we get the guest like on camera too? I'm, I'm sorry. You know, kind of like the back. And I'm smoking some Zeta Sage, right. Keith. So... So that's something big, big you, that's something you get excited. This is from because our boy Mo is the guy who put this together in California, awesome. and uh, well, I owe that guy a beer. Nice, nice. And uh, Keith was there in the beginning of the whole the, the whole, whole story, the whole thing, the sage, the beginning. He was there for all of that, all of it. So yep. maybe he can tell those. Stories. I want to hear and, his version and of those the sour, stories. and he's then he's integral in the sour diesel story. So nice. And he said that it's okay to say that the truth is coming out. So. so what we heard is not the truth. Is what that well, what he's, he's saying? Said the real truth. You know, so it's different than what we more heard. More truth. More truth than what we there's heard. Always more truth. He said. I'm interested. The truth in to the sour is coming soon. The sour. He would say it like that. Though. The sour. No. So there you go. Right on. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> That's not good enough. Because he's already said me three times. No shout out. It's like I did three times now. This is a, that's a real deal. Shout out. So let's welcome our guest to the studio, Miss Larissa Bolivar. Hi, everybody. So we kind of introduced you before you came on. I don't know if you got to hear the show while you were traveling. Um, no, I didn't. Uh, we told all your yeah, all sorted your stories. Yeah. Uh-oh. That's good. <laughs> everything we I ever heard, everything I ever heard about juicy. you. Everything okay. we ever heard about you. Oh, no, man. No, no, facts, no, no fact checking. No fact checking? Nothing. No. We, we don't that do could that. be very interesting. Yeah, we're the worst at that. That could actually he's, make he's me famous. Fact he's our fact checker. Look at he's him. a fact checker. He's checking our three shows ago, facts. Make sure they were all right. Okay. So, uh... 
you you kind of were hugely influential in a big discussion here in Colorado that's now hitting mainstream news and alternative news all over the country, all over the world. I've seen it recently. Yes. And that's uh, the use of some of these now illegal, always dangerous pesticides. Yes, in and commercial fungicides. gardens and fungicides in commercial gardens. Yes. Yeah, um, the Cannabis Consumers Coalition, which is the organization that I run, was the first organization to receive um, the names of the violators who were inspected in uh, March, this past March. How did you know that they were inspected to ask for their, you know, for the info? Well, actually, this was really interesting because during the week that those inspections came out, well, when they became public, um, I was already at the Department of Agriculture Quarrying, which is Colorado Open Records Act, um, any pr- any violations in general um, on behalf of the medical marijuana industry, um, or or the rec- whatever data I could get on businesses that were using unapproved pesticides, and I found one in Idaho Springs, um, a medical marijuana business that had um, been inspected and investigated for misuse of Avid, which we know is very poisonous. Um, and the public was never notified. And during that week, as serendipity would have it, that's when they released those names. And so you were in the office anyway. Or that's when, that's when the news was released that they had been inspected. So then I was like, oh, well, I'll just send another core and find out who those people are too. And then in April, in fact, the week before uh, 420 weekend, um, I was at the Indo Expo where I, I received... About a, a week or so before then, I received a message from the Department of Agriculture saying that they wouldn't release the names of the um, violators because they were all pending investigation. Then I get an email from the Department of Environmental Health, who had also CORA'd, and they sent me the names of the violators mm. and the violation letters and more information than I needed. When I saw the list of the violators, at the time it was six, the most current list I think is 11, I almost dropped my phone, and I was sharing a booth with... Um, Grow Hemp Colorado and Veronica Carpio and I just I just looked at her and I must have been pale I was like I have to go I have to go write a press release tomorrow is the, and, and again as serendipity would have it the next day was the hearing for the medical testing bill so with the medical marijuana testing bill coming you know that I, I it was just this information needed to be sure. sh- uh, uh, shared and so I, I did I issued a press release with the names I didn't condemn anybody. I just listed the names, um, and then I wrote, uh, and then I testified publicly the next day about the violators and um, named a few there because they were kind of shocking. They were some of our more reputable. Can we, shops. Uh, we yeah, like and I was actually, I think I was here. at the NCIA uh, meeting that time too, and it was oh. like that was literally like oh, while, okay. while there was a speech <sighs> going on inside about proper use of. The exact same thing <laughs> we're talking about, like came out, and I was like, "Oh, did he hear about that?" And it was like, "No." And then I, I kind of saw the whole thing go down as oh far my as my the, like, "Oh, did you hear?" And then it was like, same deal, like walked oh out of God. the room. You know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying names either. Too. Why are we not saying names? It's in the newspaper. It's bu- I it's don't know. I mean, I'm okay saying the names. Then do it. Are they? Sure. I imagine those names are like burned into your brain. No, say them. Well, it's it's kind of crazy. It's kind of scary. Right? Mindful was, was right. Mindful. That's who I testified about. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that story is kind of funny now yeah. that we're going to name names. That's who I testified about in um, at the Capitol on the medical marijuana bill. I said <coughs> that if mindful 
is I said that Meg Sanders from Mindful is um, and her lobbyists are lobbying across the nation on behalf of, of regulations using their business as a model business. Yeah. I said if they're doing it, <coughs> and then if you have these other businesses, Green Solution, Green Cross, uh, Natural Remedies, which is organic greens, um, you know, if you have these businesses that are violating pesticide application use laws, and you can be guaranteed everybody. Uh, many others are, are doing right. The these same. are the supposed to be the the exemplars. The, the for exemplars the for the exe- exactly. Yeah, but kind of weirdly, they a lot of them just put themselves there too. Like literally. Well, they can afford to. They know, came in with a lot. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're like, what? They're sitting on the what? Yeah. It makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> like it's just crazy. All of it, and you know, the what we were what what y'all were talking about before I got on the air, um, about environmental controls and 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 environmental standards for growing was just so appropriate because that's actually what <coughs> this has evolved to in terms of our our push within the organization and then the and the national attention that we're getting as a whole is now as a you know these businesses that got in trouble live well is one of them you know i have i have grow logs they sent a letter out saying that they weren't using eagle that they, they it was very vague and i ha- you know you guys do communications i have a communications background it says we do not use eagle 20 so it doesn't name it doesn't name a date range or anything. Right, it's they say very right vague. Now when we're writing yeah, this well, letter, that's what people are. Yeah. yeah, but I have their grow logs saying that they they did. Um, and so you know, this is. And now, <laughs> have you done any research into the potential harms of some of these things, Eagle well, Twenty or Avid? I mean, we all know intuitively, like that stuff smells dangerous, and the bottle certainly. It's just yeah. yeah all, if you have to wear hazmat, like, oh, yeah, petrol base, and if you have to wear hazmat gear to apply it, then you know that should be sign enough that maybe we shouldn't be. Translinear or something. Putting it in like our bodies. through the thing <laughs> and sucks it through. Okay, that's bad. But, yeah, you know, I mean, any any type of, of s- substance that's going to kill a, a, a pest by destroying its cent- central nervous system is probably not good for humans to consume. That's just common sense. But, um, you know... Ooh, the envir- the standards that we need to be pushing for in this industry, knowing that we are dealing with these types of pests, knowing that there are petrochemicals that could or could not be dangerous, is n- points to a larger issue of the industry as a whole in terms of environmental standards. Are we growing properly? I know a lot of these businesses are growing for profit and then this, these these pests which are sure to you I mean in Colorado we have two different types of mites we've got the two spotted mite and then we've got regular mites that we're battling and then we've got the the other Pattery four mildew. that Joe, that Joe oh. has learned how to kill <laughs> that you have there's four more yeah oh my gosh yeah no I, I used to grow and I've had I've had breakdowns over mites here in Colorado but I always grew organic I learned how to set the right environment through using soil you know the proper soil micro- microbials and uh, beneficial bacteria I mean there are ways to to actually do things correctly but what happens is these big grows are trying to grow for profit they get they're not growing in under the best circ- in the best environments in warehouses with high humidity with plants stacked all you know in rows or together just, on top too, of each too other big in general too big problem. in general like a hundred thousand square foot warehouse with ten thousand or more plants are you kidding me that's just crazy to me, that sounds crazy. Well, Having then, grown yeah, in, I mean, in like hundred square foot areas, and even I mean, so many but pizzas growing in converted office buildings, just converted in 
converted spaces right. that weren't designed for that sort of thing to Poorest happen. Porous spaces. There. Like this whole issue, and I guess, you know, just wrapping my head around it, this whole issue is so broad and it's a Pandora's box. Because then, you know, there are you, like one of the one of the pesticides issues, whether they're safe or not for consumption by humans, is that they're supposed to be used in non-porous environments. Right. We're using these in porous environments, and so they're now supposed to be used outdoors. And they're not supposed and to be used right. Smoke. A lot of these are supposed to be used outdoors, or like testing. avid, like what you were asking before. That's supposed to be used on ornamentals, not for human consumption. Sure. Now the fungicide. So back to to answer your question, then this whole round of you know, yeah. trying to give some background information to answer that question. The fungicide in question is Eagle 20, which the chemical is mycobutanol. And what happened was I was reached out to, um, it was during the time that um, the organic greens case was being heard where they were suing Denver to get their plants released from hold. And they were actually trying to argue that Eagle 20 was safe. And meanwhile, this uh, a biochemist um, who was on my radio show yesterday uh, by the name of Frank Conrad um, and his partner Cindy Blair were on the oh, show. Get him on. <laughs> yes, I, I know. I w- if I yeah, I I should have brought. I should have just dragged him. But yeah, we you, you guys need to get him on because and he found this on the. Well, he's a chemist, so he he was <laughs> talking about it on the show yesterday that he was thinking in the shower, and I'm sure a lot of us do shower thinking. And this is and he's a so chemist. That's when DNA was figured out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is when he figured out that we're poisoning everybody and and very in a very toxic manner so he was really. looking at the at the at the chemical makeup of michael butanol and during pyro and he was just thinking about it and he went to confirm the information that he was thinking about on the product msds um but that uh michael butanol turns to hydrogen cyanide during pyrolysis yeah that's the whole thing is that people always talk about the safety but they don't think about the fact that we don't none of us are eating it hardly you know some some of it goes to edibles but most of it's being being consumed mm-hmm. through some sort of combustion. Com- so, it, so it's it like, hmm. The broccoli industry is pretty bad. They spray, they're allowed to spray um, microbutanol. You got to talk on the mic, buddy. <coughs> before they cut down. Oh, so they can spray microbutanol. Well, see, the, the thing is, is that an edible port, when it's edible, it's fine. Like your body, and this is, this is why you guys need to get Frank on the show, <coughs> your body breaks it down when you're eating it. And you can have certain parts per million and parts per billion. But the thing is, is that with cannabis you know unless you guys are you know dabbing asparagus i don't know <laughs> we oh, don't fuck yeah you know we don't yeah, I, I, it's actually the best rosin he does does he asparagus does it change it. the way your pee smells when you dab it more than yeah. normal more than Extra. normal yeah if you're oh, into wow. that smell is the way to go <laughs> yeah so we so you know so yes we were alerted about the potential public safety issue um and yes, this issue is growing, and yes, it's now um, bringing levels of concern nationally, internationally, in terms of what we, how we're consuming cannabis with these pesticides. And what I would like to see as a result would be treating the cannabis industry as its own industry, doing studies using these pesticides, you know, um, just like we do other scientific studies. Um, and, you know, really move from there and not to necessarily condemn any one business or, or the industry itself, but to start setting standards and best practices now while we can before we end up like the tobacco industry and poisoning, you know, I mean, they're selling poison to start with. Yeah. So yeah, they're I mean, selling poison to start with. Uh, I'm uh, sure that they're like, what? That's one of our main ingredients in cigarettes. Yeah. Poison. <laughs> we can't even make cigarettes without yeah. poison. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah. Yeah, in fact, there's tough respri- restrictions on tobacco because nicotine is poisonous, and that's the other side of it. Michael Butanol is not approved for tobacco. 
Right. So, and, oh, and I also want to make clear, because I've had some industry scientists very patronizingly tell me that combustion is not pyrolysis, and I should learn the difference. Sure. Right. Well, we pyrolysis needs combustion. Combustion is the act of ignition. Pyrolysis is the, actu- the act of burning, right. of heating up. Sure. So the coal is pyrolysis, or you know, dabbing is pyrolysis. Yeah, I mean, once like you've lit it and it's actually burning, it's, it's burning. Yeah, that's pyrolysis. So um, then there's other issues, um, concentrates, which we put in edibles, and of course, which we dab. Well, essential oils, which is another industry they're trying to compare cannabis to, when when you concentrate plants, you're concentrating the pesticides, especially if they're petrochemical, and you're using an oil-based extraction method. Sure. Then you're also extracting. Any so oil-based chemicals. If you, have, if you have plants that say... And not purging them out. If you had plants that were had a fungus, they were treated with Eagle 20, concentrates were made from that, it was purged, that Eagle 20 is still in the concentrate? Yes, because the mycobutanol, I believe, is an, it's because it's an oil-based substance and so and dabbing well, like is certainly pyrolysis well it's even like even even when you make like uh, all of it at even when you make bubble time. hash and you're just using water if you have someone sprays too much oh, yeah, oil into onto your under their twister or whatever it just it, it's in there you know i mean it never le- you can't get it out it's like no. it doesn't just filter out on one of the screens or something like that it kind of goes through so when you're talking about chemicals you have to consider half-life so yes yeah, half-life Get on the mic, Joe. Don't just talk to us. Get on the mic. Get on the mic. Share with Larissa. Yeah, I don't bite. Well, sometimes. So, what's half of? You got to be close to a mic. on the ground. Lay on the ground and just hold it over your face. No, but uh, chemicals break down. They just break in half, right? Break down. They break down by half, and that's just the nature of them. Especially these, they they never break down fully. They're always going to be there. In, they in break theory, down into half, then a quarter, in theory, then half yeah, of a quarter, then an eighth, then a sixteenth. And, and when you're concentrating small amounts, maybe it is harmless, but we don't know if it is. We don't know if it isn't. So it's not. That's the point that we're trying to make. You, you can't give also. sick people experimental drugs. They don't let you do it. The FDA doesn't let you do it. I mean, they they're giving oxycotton to eleven year olds, but <laughs> they, they uh, apparently that's okay. But we we don't know if this is okay. We, so we yeah, just don't. No. Larissa, to what extent? I mean, obviously, it's a concern for recreational cannabis to the extent that, sure, people are trying this, whatever. Uh, but it's a greater concern, I feel like, to medical cannabis, of course, because you have immunocompromised patients. And just like you were saying about protecting plants, Joe, like if the plant's not healthy, it's going to be susceptible to all these poor, bad environmental it's situations. The, the, on a cellular level, especially with things like. And it's the, it's the same with humans, though. If a human's not healthy in general, and then you introduce uh, yes. this environmental toxin, it's perfect. It's then just, it causes it's just further belly. bad reactions. Yeah. Perfect. No, no, that's no, perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah, I mean, and that's what, like, when I was listening to what he was, when he was uh, speaking show, before show I came on the show, I was there, like, there you, go. you know, I mean, that, uh, that's exactly what I was thinking, you know, and then, and then, you know, that's why these businesses take the easy route, the poisonous route. And, and then lobby for it. And I mean, I've talked to I've talked to people who g- try to go who have successfully fought it the non poisonous route on a commercial scale, kind of using some of the prescriptions that we're going to have Joe lay out later. And it's it's not cheap, and no. it's not easy. It's a lot of work. and it's a lot of labor costs. It's a good bit of material costs. It's, it's labor. It's mostly labor. That's what it is. It's forty to eighty hours a week additional, though. It's 
Yeah, it's man hours, just man hours in. That's why these guys growing for profit, they don't, they want to have two guys running their hundred lighter. Huh. And and they don't, two guys can't spray every three, four days. Right. That's a good point. Practical. So they're, they're paying less money to get their end product by cutting labor costs. And Time it's and labor is what costs you the most money in business. And it's because of these costs that we're getting pushed back from industry and industry lobbyists. You know, they're putting profit over people. And, yes, there is a huge concern for medical marijuana. They're not even going to be testing it until July 2016 in Colorado be because of the ludicrous reasoning that they wanted to get the reference library up online and running that they also voted into law last legislative session, even though they're already testing for recreational marijuana. So what would have been the big pro- big deal? Yeah, and and, 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 and that was the around. industry win. It should have just been the other way around. Right, right absolutely. I mean, like, wouldn't you want to test all the medical? And it's it's unfortunate yeah. because get the results of and and well, the, co- the the data is just so much more relevant because yeah. those are patients. So that means they live here. That means you can track them. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, or yeah. we're just going to test all these well, out of staters who well, we can't never find out what, what the deal was. You know? And if, if the policies aren't changed correctly, you can't really enforce them. And so I got to be very true. I, I, I got to be frank. The other are, they have their point. You know, there, there's Frank Shinasa, Everyone, Frank Shinasa. There's a there's a there, I mean, there's pure economics to this. Anyone who's on the scale. Right where we're talking about, where we're, where they're growing that many plants that it's inevitable that they're having problems and that they have to be focused on the bottom line because they're doing it on a scale that would be totally inefficient. Plants inside. That's, that's people. The whole thing here. People who are working at that scale are the sorts of people who have the same. You know, if you're building a building that big, you can hire a lobbyist. You probably will because you're investing so much in that building. Yeah. And so hire a couple more. You know experts to work indoors or you know we just need to create different policies overall i mean i overheard you say greenhouses you know there's other options lowers that your cost absolutely. lowers yeah. your cost easier to control environmentally <coughs> you know and, um heads. you're not destroying Floating warehouse pro- think about these property owners i mean i don't even think that they've even like got like clued themselves in yet on <coughs> these warehouses that they're leasing not the ones that own their <coughs> warehouses, but the landlords. Sure. And all Good, perfect, the poison perfect, and crap that's, fine. like, being just sucked into their buildings that they're going to probably have to, you know, there's, there's for example, methamphetamine laws for cleaning it, uh, contaminated homes. They're probably going to have to follow the same thing. Because we've these we've heard some inside yeah, tips so that say that's Well, that means it has soon. to, and yeah. that's crazy, too, because that'll be, like... Uh, Freaking people out on the rental side. I mean, nobody's going to oh rent anymore here in Colorado. As it far as you know, it, it, the possibility it, it, of losing your house. It may force greenhouse. For yeah. yeah, I mean, it may. For, it, what's going to happen <laughs> at the end of the day? Standards are going to be forced. Regulations are going to be changed, and this is going to be an issue. Hopefully, that's going to be driven by people and not industry. So, on that note, what's do you? I'm sure you have some recommendations developed for what sh- those standards should be. Well, you know. I agree with what's your real name because Joseph. Joseph. Okay, I agree <laughs> with Joseph. We're Facebook friends under a different. He has a different name. Oh, just, I know. Just the last so, name. Just yeah. the last name. So, um, you know, I would like to. S- I would like to push for more environmental standards. Um, you know, there, I've been to a lot of industry shows, and there's so much science going into growing now. You know, you've got people who build. Um, air purification units for NASA, you know, that could be installed prior to even developing your grow. Yes, they're expensive, but on the front end, but if you end up getting your plants on hold and you have to destroy them, that's just as expensive. Got the plug on you that know. for the show, too. New um, 
but you know there's nice. there's so many i mean new soils that are being developed just new growth t- there's just so much happening technology wise that we could be leveraging to start setting best practices now and get out of that growing in your basement uh moving to a warehouse mentality that we that that's what i see and what about in the case of like caregivers who are growing in in their basements literally in in a lot of cases well you know are you as concerned in those situations that because that ties into what we were saying with the meth lab absolutely you know yeah i don't want my meth lab getting yeah well and that's the other side of it is you know that's why they're limiting that's why they limited the plant numbers in Denver that's why they're limiting plant counts for caregivers and if they do want to have larger um, grows there has been talk about creating a new license for caregivers to be able to go to a warehouse type space rent space within there and grow a larger plant counts there so fair. there's 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 developments in the that future would be fair. That it, would be it's good. very more, it's, more a, fair it's a than good just, no, it's a can't. good compromise between yeah. Property owners, landlords, you know, I mean, of course, if it's your own property, you can do whatever you want. Right. But, you know, and I know I know caregivers who are registered caregivers who have grown outdoor, who built outdoor greenhouses, who want to be, you know, environmentally sound. So, you know, there is a push for that. But I think that, you know, we need to start examining standards and not just comparing the cannabis industry to other industries. Maybe perhaps look at some of their best practices and pull from there, but create our own best practices based on a brand new industry that's based on the way we consume cannabis in the amounts that we consume it because there's sure. no other product out there that we consume like we consume cannabis on a daily some Air. folks even hourly basis you know speaking of which i gotta <laughs> back a little something up here uh so let's talk about did you receive any pushback i mean was it i, I imagine some people were pretty fucking upset with you uh when you outed them well, you know, I didn't intentionally out them. I think a couple understood that. I had a couple of businesses reach out to me. MMJ America reached out to me. Uh, Evolutionary Holdings reached out to me. Um, but then, you know, I got yelled at by Mindful's lobbyists in the Capitol after I testified. I yelled back. What, I mean, what, um, what sorts of things do they say to you? Well, John Lord from Live Well. Kid, can you pass me one of Joe's jars? Has it. Kid, 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 can you pass me one of Joe's jars? Yeah, sure. I'll get it to you. <laughs> Yeah, come on, which, kid. Which one is Josh? Do you want him, Mitchell? The green one. He's like, give me a jar. You want and the green the jar, Mitchell? Says, oh, there is a lot of weed here. There you go. That was the first thing. It's just everywhere. You better inspect I brought, it. I brought Make like, sure it's uh, clean. Jars of Literally herb. everywhere. It's not it's enough. my old lady concerned about the voice. Just make sure it's clean. As long as it never leaves, that's fine. Mitch. Whatever comes in. Joe, what's that? Well, he has one that he, I think, is a little better. You have a, yeah, there's lots so of anyhow, jars here. We consume lots of weed, obviously. Legally. Uh, wait, Legally. Wait, 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 wait. Well, that's the funny thing, awesome. too. It's like, you know, it's the, the scale. Can I interject just real quick? No. I think no. you just did. <laughs> yeah, I think you just did. Is that what I think it is? What? Does this, does this burp itself? Or does no, no, it just no, tell no, you the humidity? It, it tells you. Humidity it. That's all. It's that all. Tells it rolls you that itself. That is so awesome. It rolls well, itself. they're making them now. Have you seen the burpers? Oh. They have one. Yeah. It's almost exactly like that. It just very similar. Oh, it's sweet. Do you think you could explain Auto burp. Auto burp. What? Can you explain those? Explain what? The, the burpers. Yeah. The burpers. Hold Mount on one frog in the what top. Do you mean? That's a, that's actually how, like, one of the number one questions I get from consumers is how to store cannabis. It's a sealed. You have a jar or a or a five gallon bucket, and they have lids that fit both, and it seals five it. Five gallon bucket. What is burpers? that? What, what is this? Can you like, I don't understand. No, that's the kid. <laughs> what are you What are you playing no, right now? It's, it's, it's Professor the, the Kid. It doesn't make any sense. No. You don't know what you don't know what yeah, music that was. It's a cool jar though. 
No, I couldn't hear it. He was so there's up, five gallons. He was holding up the side that he hears bitch, from to I the know. mic instead of the side that he talks <laughs> into. Adam. Do you use it? No, uh, I, I have I once. Yeah. I use it yeah, for many cups. Yeah, so. I use it for the cups. Um... All right, let's steer, let's steer it back. So you have certainly received some pushback from people uh, being the bearer of bad news, yeah? Some, yeah. I think they're waiting is that your t- is to that see your how it plays out. Is that your new title? The bearer of bad news. Yeah, yeah I feel like it. And here she is, Larissa, bearer <laughs> of bad news, Bolivar. That's <laughs> <laughs> for, for your MM. For your <laughs> <laughs> no, I like to bring good news, too. This, this issue is... Maybe a mixture of both. I think, you know. Well, people want to hear about it, though, too, because this is like one yeah. of those. We've had a bunch of uh, people say, like, talk more about <coughs> pesticides and pesticide use in the industry because, I mean, it's kind of like when you just, whenever you talk to people about pests, any kind of disease, it's like nobody really, really wants to talk about it, but at yeah. the same time. It has to be talked about. There's <coughs> certain people who need to know about it. And yeah. Some people just, it's just the awareness factor is the first part. I mean, I think the biggest compliment mm. I received um, nice. was I was called, you know, being called the Aaron Brockovich of, of weed. That's, um, nice. that's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. But, like you know. Them, yeah. It's funny when you like one, yeah. but you hate the other. You yeah, well, the bearer of bad news one. You want to be the Larissa yeah. of weed, though. Yeah. That's what you really well, want. Well, yeah. I, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, we all should, yeah. We all should be our little our little overlords of our own little weed for thing, sure. our supply, you know. I've been smoking for 24 years. I like to know what's in it and where it's coming from. I'm sure everybody does. So I don't mind bearing that kind of news. <coughs> Is it bad for the industry? Sure, but I I run a consumer coalition. I, I obviously work on behalf of consumers. <coughs> Do I have industry relationship relationships built with industry players? Yes. Some people reached out to me in light of this. Some people pushed back, but nobody has attacked me directly. You haven't been threatened or anything. No. Nobody's threatened me, you know, and so which is which is good. I was worried about that. <laughs> Do we have to reach out? The scientists out. I'm working with. If anybody with out there wants to kind of get hard on her now, we, mm-hmm. you know, she hasn't been hard. Been, no, one's, <laughs> no one's been hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute. You know, I do believe in my Second Amendment rights. So, <laughs> no, just kidding. Don't harm me. <laughs> but um, no, nobody's really been. You know, nobody's reached out to have like a like a beef type of conversation with me. Nobody's been rude. Nobody's been mean. Nobody's. But you know, that doesn't mean that the issue is over either. You know, this is just beginning, and is it's going to continue getting attention. And it is something that um, that I was worried about that our that the scientist that I was talking to is worried about. Um, so you know, I mean, but hopefully, instead, this could probably bridge, you know, the relationship with the industry and consumers. Um, and some people are going to take some financial hits from this, but you know, that's just that's just the nature of a new industry. We're an emerging market, and we're growing, and there are going to be growing pains. And you, and if you're in it to win it, you're gonna be flexible with those growing pains. <coughs> and if you're in it just to, you know, well, I mean, there's some people that are in it to win it just because they just want to make money. Um, hopefully, they're prepared to make those changes and not, you know, go after the consumers for just wanting to be confident in the products that they're purchasing. And it, what do you recommend to consumers? Is there a way consumers can ask dispensaries? Because I mean, every dispensary has to put a label with their ingredients, but how trustworthy are those labels, and how much does that mean to consumers? Exactly. That's the, that's that's the that's a very tough part of this whole issue and I get asked all the time, where do you go? How how do you choose? You know, I you know, I actually get my medicine most most of it from a caregiver. Um 
and I have a couple shops that I go to. But you know, I ask, I I, I suggest that people look at labels. Um, go for businesses that are really proud of testing. There's some out there that you know really um, are proud of you know testing. There's some that are organic that are very proud of being organic, um, and really get to know your your bud tenders and your and your managers you know like where i go i i'm a personable person so i talk and then i'm very interested in learning about everything about this industry <coughs> so i talk to everybody anyhow but you know i talk to the bud tenders i get to know the management you know i ask about their growing styles and build relationships because that's all you can do right now um individuals aren't able to um take cannabis to get tested it, that has to be part mm. of this closed loop system. So only licensed facilities like grows and and processors can take marijuana to get tested. So, you know, that... Well, it's like in the beginning when people got into testing, it was mostly to sort of like be all like, yeah, I got the highest THC or whatever. Yeah, it's all potency. And now I think it's even more important that they test for pathogens and, and funguses. Now and everyone's and trying to be the lowest. Now everybody's <laughs> trying to be the lowest. And, well, and, and also then that would be the one that might draw more customer. Heavy metals is a well, big one too. Heavy metals is a big one. In Oregon, there was a study that um, was just released and I have it posted on the Canvas Consumer Coalition Facebook page, but Oregon just did a huge study where they randomly tested concentrates and flowers from different producers and the the the, the, the levels of concentrations of pe- pesticides and fungicides um, were actually alarming mm. um, and could shed light on you know what we're potentially dealing with here yeah concentrates are way 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 more of a sort of depends on who processed where they processed how they processed who grew it well not who not even it. not even the solvents though but like the the pesticides being in there and being the pesticides being concentrated well first yeah that's what, I mean, that's what I'm saying so whoever you know, it's a lot of unknowns along the way it's like yeah. it's a, the supply chain is not not at all regulated and then uh, but you know the other interesting part is like I'm sure if we all went back and got a sample of the weed we thought was the best weed we ever smoked back in the day and could could get that you tested now would be all really oh like, man oh. those memories don't taint me. disagree <laughs> well and then you <laughs> know disagree? that's another like thing like you think that we had no pesticides back in the oh, day oh we had terrible oh, oh, oh so for sure uh, people are using avid forever now so way more forever, now forever so, so have you been smoking herb that been using avid you think oh yeah well no, i've no, had cali style for sure in cali we have that's why all those norcal dudes are that way Everybody didn't didn't start using Avid. Yeah, don't date NorCal dudes. I will be the first to say that. People don't share that kind of stuff in the black market. Early early mid '90s California for all the OG guys. They were definitely yeah, all of them. Yeah, for sure. Drenching, (laughs) (laughs) drenching, exactly. What? But what you guys are saying leads to another thing that people have been telling me, and they're telling me to chill out because we've been we've been smoking all these pesticides for this long. We're all fine. I'm like. Well, how do you know? What if some of the conditions that some of us have are a result of ingesting these pesticides and we just don't even know it? Well, we also, you know? as, as consumers, we know more about pesticides now than we did because a lot of that information was suppressed from us. Sure, yes. but Whenever pesticides, these pesticides in general. went onto the market, they, in, in the United States, you can test things and you can leave out the stuff you want in some cases. The FDA, you do that with different drugs and then they find all these side effects, and it's ridiculous. In the case of these miticides, pesticides, I mean, we're still learning what they do. And we know a lot more about the petrochemicals and their their path into the ocean 
they all they don't just go away. They right. make their way into the water system. Oh, yeah. They go and through they your go body all the way to the damage. ocean, and the Gulf of Mexico is fucked With because of all the chemicals. Not just not just Avid. I'm talking about commercial sure. pesticides, fungicides, everything, and the fertilizers, petroleum-based fertilizers. Ugh. They just spray all these fields. It runs off into the waterways and makes its way all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. It's ridiculous. It doesn't go anywhere. So. We have to get off of the tit. It's just, it doesn't work. And we don't have to use this stuff. There are other alternatives. There are issues in using them. And there are ways to get rid of bugs and pathogens and molds and er all these problems a safe, sustainable way. Absolutely. There is a way to do it. And it's more difficult and labor-intensive than spraying one time every 30 days for a problem. Right. But I know people who have powder, who have gotten powder in their garden. And, and by that he means powdery mildew, not powdery cocaine. PM, powdery <laughs> mildew. And Eagle did not win. They had to cut everything down. Right. The chemicals are not a sure thing. Once upon a time, they supposedly there are, there were. There are resistant yeah. there are strains. Of, yeah. Strains so survive. That it, every, every organism develops ways of survival. Everything builds... An immunity. I mean, that's the whole issue with mites. I mean, it's just... I can see why people... It's a pattern with the, pe- the, pattern. With the chemicals. Yeah. The, the, the petroleum-based chemicals that all of these gross stores are pushing, their prices are going down and down and down because everybody's realizing that there are issues and they don't always work. And when it comes to things like broad mites and cyclamen mites, especially... With the pesticides, they come right back because you're not. It knocks them down just like just about anything will. Sulfur knocks them down. Also bad for people. Right. There. I mean, there's. You can go a lot of ways. All the organic um, amendments that guys are using aren't clean. Like what? Not all of them. Well, you have to. You have to. You have to check these sources, and you're looking for heavy metals and pollutants and things like that. Just because they're like organic diet- in nature doesn't mean that they're you talking like diatomaceous clean. or what are, what are we talking? No, just all. Ki- I mean, the, we're getting crab shell from the ocean, right? Do okay. you know what's going on? What's in, in the that? Ocean? What, what right. did that crab eat? Our yeah. oceans are fucked. They're they're fucked. All so, of them. So, Larissa, I want to flip it back to you, and then I want to bring it back to Joe, uh, and and get back to some of the big picture uh, preventative cures. Uh, and and more kind of like f- philosophical tips on how to approach growing in a in a uh, more in harmon in harmony way. It's just more harmonious with how the plants want to be. Um, so the I, I think the the big question everyone has is if you don't if you think your dispensary maybe you smoke the herb, it just maybe you have a bad reaction. I know a lot of people who when they smoke stuff that's been treated. Especially if they're predisposed to asthma or something, it'll give them a tickle that weed doesn't normally have. It's just harsh in a different that, that's way. That's how I am. I can tell. I mean, I'm my own. You know, I should probably be judging cannabis because I am my own like testing machine. Sure. So shameless plug. Shameless <laughs> plug. Hint, hint. No. Um, but seriously, I like when I take dabs. Um, if you know, if there's still, um, re- you know, residual in there or any type of like just anything like really even if it's a flower like if there's anything in it that's not natural i get an asthma attack sure and and cannabis 
is a bronchial dilator. So you're not supposed to get an asthma attack. So that is the red flag, that there's something in it that shouldn't be in it. So is there something people can do to <coughs> either talk to their dispensary about it or get some oversight or get some assistance if they're concerned? Is there any mechanism that's set up yet, or is that something we're still working on? That's something that we're still working on. So right now it's based on just relationship building. Another suggestion, even though they're not testing for medical, like for medical patients and Specifically for medical patients, yeah. I would recommend um, going to places that are rec and um, medical because Ah. recreational should be testing. They have to be testing (coughs) for at least potency. Not everybody's testing for pesticides, but there are some places that are, you know, doing more intensive testing. Find those places. Um that would probably be the best or or find a reputable caregiver um because at least in that manner you know you could actually go and and, and be part of your growth some you know a lot of caregivers i mean at least i i used to be a caregiver that's how i was i was very interactive with my patients but um you know just uh, build those types of relationships and if you have the ability grow your own i mean sure. always grow your own so uh in the case where like is there a way obviously we have we always have uh rabble rousers in our chat room i love doing that i know uh people always want to call out people always want to call out the dispensaries that are causing problems is there a way to kind of put public pressure on dispensaries to grow the right way like not cut corners not be cheap about it yeah i mean you know the Consumer Coalition had a protest in front of LiveWell. That got media attention. Sure. Talk about uh, that. Yeah. That's pretty much where I'm going with it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, you know, we chose them because they were the largest dispensary to get in trouble. Um, they had the largest amounts of plants put on hold. I think it was like 60,000. Mm. Stupid numbers. Of stupid sized rooms. To them, yeah. You know? Like stupid sized rooms that made no sense because you couldn't control them. Yeah. Once you got they're, they're, yeah they're, they are a case study in, you know, what environmental controls and setting environmental standards should be but um we chose them uh because of that and then also because of the amount of lobbying that they do do within the industry and influence they have on policy um and then you know i read a statement in westward that john lord was working with lawmakers um on the issue which alarmed me because i was given a tip by a bunch of people that a lot of the industry players are going to be pushing towards um, using uh, something from uh, an EPA law um, on uh, in- insecticides. It's a FIFRA Act, and there's a provision in there called 24C for a special local needs clause, and then you have to go through a series of, of testing and labeling processing um, to get pesticides approved. So I was told that the industry is going to be fighting hard to get these pesticides that are currently unapproved approved, um, which, you know, led to the which basically led to the protest because I wanted people to, you know, start paying attention to the, the issue. And how was the turnout? I mean, do you find that you get a lot of participation, a lot of tips, a lot of people showing up to protest? Do people care? They do care. They do, they do care. But, you know, what's really interesting are the customers and how the customers want to defend their brand. But what was interesting <laughs> yeah, about tell, the Live... Yeah, that's interesting. Tell me about that. Well, what was interesting about the LiveWell customers is that since they, you know, let go, you know, well, I use the term let go, but they sell their ounces at $89, $99, and, and they have those specials, 
the demographics of the people, you know, there are, some were homeless. One guy was, like, homeless yelling at me, like, sitting there waiting, you know, begging for change and yelling at me. And I'm like, I'm just sitting there shaking my head. The irony that the, these are the people that I'm fighting for the most, you know, are disadvantaged people that don't have access to information. Um, but, you know, the demographics of the people going in and out, um, just it was exploited, exploitative to me. And so kind of angered me a little bit more. Um but I think that, you know, there is starting to be more pressure. There's going to be more pressure. This, as you said before, this issue is getting international issue, and more and more consumers are reaching out to me. So more and more are going, are, like, sending me the Consumer Coalition messages about interactions with dispensaries when they do talk to them and try to get, you know, their growing methods. Sure. Like, um, you know, how willing and up you know, people are, are to come forward with information. And what so are some of the feedbacks you're getting there? Um, the people are being cagey about how, you know, they don't, you know, and which is, which is kind of like the personality of the industry. Anyhow, you know, I write standard operating procedures for different businesses and they're very cagey and, and I have an NDA signed with them, but a lot of people just don't want to talk about their growth techniques because they consider it proprietary information. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. So, you know, but then w- try explaining that to a consumer that doesn't want to hear that. So, you know, there's really, you know, learning how to how to communicate and build relationships with both sides on th- when it comes to that. But, um, you know, so there there's definitely a lot of consumer pushback going on, a lot of consumer reporting. And is the coalition active outside Colorado, or is it just a Colorado organization right now? We are active outside of Colorado. We're actually international. We have members in Australia and Canada. Um... Are who are active in their communities, and then um, in fl- in Florida and Washington, we're opening up chapters and opening an office in Washington D.C., where I'm originally from. Um, but yeah, we're it's been we it's just yeah we're growing faster than I than I can keep up with. So definitely, people are behind it and are <coughs> interested. And and on that note, how can people get in touch with you? Get information. Be get advice. Um, well, they can uh, email me at Larissa at CannabisConsumer.org. Um, they can also <coughs> go to our website, CannabisConsumer.org. Um, and then we have a Facebook page, uh, Cannabis Consumers Coalition. Um, and those would be the best ways to reach. And then, of course, my personal Facebook page, which is Larissa Bolivar. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, and and we'd love to be able to draw upon your resources and you know I bring your show around. Our we're trying to we're trying to bring more shows around. We're now bringing on uh, John Doe Radio with Bike and Tim. It'd be cool to get just more shows going on Adam Dunn show. Okay, yeah, uh, they don't wreck our studio as much as you. Maybe I brought cleaning supplies. I see it. He disinfected. He disinfected. He did. Yeah, job. for sure. Right on. <laughs> right on. Thank, thank you. you, Big Joe. What's going on, buddy? You want to tell these people how to save their li- hey, save their gardens and thereby save their <laughs> livelihoods? Yeah, it's not that easy. Well, <laughs> I wish you could. I mean, now that we have everybody nah. having a global panic attack. Nah. You just have to identify anything going wrong. Okay, early. so how do you identify a broad light infestation? Uh, or not, not full on infestation, but appearance? Well, sometimes you'll see. Uh, man. Just with words, it's hard to. There's like so this, many. It things. was usually like a dis- uh, distorted like leaf and a weird sh- edges look. It's like a of fans and uh, and. Uh, there's also so, you know new growth. 
You know, what else is weird is if you get it and you know you got it there and you see it and you've got, you know, once you get your radar on, you're like, ah, oh, now I start to see They're still not gone. Well, you what you see to, is you, you see it. Stay cool you first. see, like, where they crawl in. You can almost see it if you put a light behind it, which I noticed. If you put, like, a, you, know, if you're, you know, if you're looking at the plants and yeah. they're that translucent thing, you'll actually see that little red ball at the top, um, at the very center of the... Apical meristem up there? Yeah, pretty much right at the very top. And it's just like, if you look behind it, you're like... Oh yeah, you got it. There it is. You Interesting. Know what I mean? I've never, I've and never it, seen anyone look at like it. That's like a population of them. So how? Do you, but what's the first symptoms on the like plants? The, the foldy the leaves. Russets, they mound usually, up on usually, each other. Usually, right. like little worms. And it looks and like rust. It looks like it? rust. Yeah, but yeah, it's not so rust. Small. It's not a fungus. They, it's rust. They're like lights. little worms that drag along. They're so gross. They look like Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, yeah, they're horrible. And then the broad. They're kind of pinkish colored. It's really fast. It runs around back and forth. There's the female and the male. There, they're both. Uh, the males are really active, so and that blue spruce is obviously blue. The that's blue a big, spruce though, right? is a, a spider mite. That's a spider mite size. Spider mite it's yeah. just real tough uh, as far as utilizing a contact killer. So you can't smother it. You can. You can. It's just you have to really take a lot of manpower because you have to drench every plant top to bottom, and a lot of the stuff that you need to use to kill them and get it over with. Uh, you need to rinse your plants so, afterwards. Yeah, yeah, and but that's an opportunity to boost your plants. SAR and talk about SAR. What does that stand for? Uh, systemic acquired resistance. It's essentially a plant's immune system. Um, building up a plant's immune system is it's pretty vital if you're not allowed to use or don't want to use any of these different chemicals we're talking about. Especially because you know you're not going to win the battle relying on just those. The key is nature works and if you bring a plant inside and the environment is foreign to them, they're going to they're going to be unhappy. They're they're going to need all the other variables <laughs> to be there. Because those variables complicate whenever there's environmental issues so if you can control your environment you've got a big leg up but a lot of these places have low ceilings and tons of lights and it's hard to move air around and it's very inefficient and they're all packed with plants and there's going to be inherent issues it's going to it's going to it's going to happen so if you can control all the other variables and your environment swings, you'll be okay. Uh, a big thing is synthetic growers are using nutrients that have a lot of immobile minerals in them, and they just sit in the soil and they don't go anywhere. And in, con- in conjunction with that, they have parts of their bottled nutrient that keep it fresh and on a shelf it's sterilizing your plant's medium, essentially. It's knocking out any of the bennies that would help your plant have a stronger immune system and help assimilate food and break down everything your plant needs, top to bottom, the whole spectrum. It, so it's a buffer for all the food that your plant needs. So we talk about... Um Build the soil, obviously, a lot on the show. Yeah. I brought them up before. You said you had you had specific comments on that. 
Um, talk to us something about build the soil or about other stuff you recommend. What what does Joe use to keep the garden in harmony? Yeah, uh, Jeremy's awesome. He's he shares a lot of information for free, and he offers ways to drop your bottom line. Just really <laughs> cost effective, do it yourself type, crafty stuff. Yeah, and it, it's it's going to be cheaper. It's going to take consistency as far as applicating it and being thorough and that's why labor is so important when you're growing in a commercial setting just having people maintaining these plants uh, because you're battling all these other variables that you are obviously not controlling very well so if you can't use nutrients that are going to be friendly to microbes uh, you're missing out in a huge way and there's ways to do that in hydro too uh, mono potassium phosphate is a big one talk about it it's it's basically a, a chemical in your nutrients it, um, it's a delivery system for minerals uh, but it also sterilizes everything what kind of nutrients are we talking much. about mainly bottled ones um you have to do your research there are good ones there's clean ones i'm not going to name drop sure i'm not going there but there's a way around it and i'm i'm a big fan of veg and bloom they use micronized powders they use friendly chelates that help like organic acids or in some cases, but we're talking about enzymes, really. Okay. They they basically encapsulate each and every <coughs> piece of the puzzle here, and they're buffering every mineral and all of the different. You know, there's everything in it, so it's it's helping synergize this one part powder, essentially, on the whole the whole the whole nine, uh, fulvic, humic carbs, silicone, everything, um, and all your NPK basics. And what do you recommend for boosting that SAR, that plant immunity that, that you were talking about? Well, if you can use a friendly nutrition source, like, uh, I mean, amending your soil is great. Uh, you got to know your sources. You got to know how this stuff you're putting in your soils testing if you can if you can't use something that you are confident about that's why I use these powders they they have everything uh, it's also important to think about on a cellular level the two main things you need are a good source of silica and calcium And it is difficult to find a source of calcium that you can put in your soil that will work indoors in that environment with all these variables, and it will be efficiently delivered to your plants. Sure. That is difficult to do. And and, and you mean, like, well, I mean, I guess, which which sources of calcium would you think are the best? Because I, you know. The best are uh, chelated calcium. Of course. And they have to be clean. And they have to be delivered to the plant efficiently or you're wasting your time, you're not getting the full potential. 
And if you have all these other variables going on, you're sterilizing your soil, you're knocking back your plant's chance. Whatever to good stuff you're putting in there, you're you're right. killing. It's good. It's good in some cases. I mean, if that's the way you no, want to go, I mean, you can make it work. Even if you're going, if you're thinking, thinking, oh, I use compost teas too. Of course. Yeah, you're using your compost teas, but then you're going in and killing all those guys. You're not guys. doing anything. You're, you're just running in circles. You're giving yourself, you're spinning your tires. Yeah. So you need, you. So let's, uh, we're going to do our quick shout outs. There are ways bud. to coexist. We're gonna, let's do shout outs real quick, then let's come back and let's talk about how we can get calcium and silica in plants. And yeah, get that and SR, SAR boosting. And SAR boosting, yeah, start SAR boosting build compounds. For sure. Yeah. We'll, then we'll segue off of build the soil into that. How about that? Boom. All right. Big, big shout-out, of course, to Way to Grow, waytogrow.net. Holding it down with locations, seven locations all over Colorado, you said? Seven. 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 You can go to any of them. Like Whatever you need. You need trim right scissors. There. You need pots. You need steaks. You need test tubes. You need gavitas. You need gavitas. Because you want to upgrade right now. I Now's the time. Now's the, if you want to upgrade, it's always the season. Everyone's a little tight because the outdoor crop's not down yet, but it's the time to do it. Get in there on the cheap. Go in there. They're already four sixty nine. Say, Adam, done show. They'll hook you up more. Bam. Go get them. Go get them. Go. Go. And if you want to make concentrates, <laughs> go to Concentrate Corner. Where's that one? Way to grow. Where is the Concentrate Corner location? It is at 1051 Platte South River. Platte River? Platte River? South Platte River, yes. Sure. That's 80223. Boom. What? Big shout out Incredibles Edibles, IncrediblesColorado.com. They do have their Incredible Recipes contest going on, and they got some good Incredible recipes in there. I think we should make that milkshake. Pull that up. Are we kid. making it, or what's the deal? I, I think it's a recipe for how to make it. Yeah, that's oh. how recipes work. Yeah. No, but I thought they scroll were down, asking scroll, us scroll, to, scroll. to make their milkshake. Own okay, so how do you make it? Add a dose uh, of your favorite to a milkshake. <laughs> 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 okay, hey, dumbass! Put some of this in your milkshake, and you got a <laughs> good recipe. That's, that's a typical. Good job. Hold on, wait. Yeah, Incredibles yeah. bounty. Melt an Incredibles bar over a fucking brownie. But no, yeah, but you know no, what? No, 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 no. Use that as your oh. baking chocolate. It says and add Which to bar? a brownie. You didn't even read it. Didn't even read it. Baking. Uh, okay, that's true. Milligram. picture and made a story of milligram mint. <laughs> okay. Bar. Holy shit. What about the coffee? Add a dose of vanilla yeah, affogato. The okay, fireberry in your coffee. It's creamer and sweetener in one. It's actually probably really good. Yep, we love fireberries. I'm going to do that actually. I'm going to throw it right in there. In the machine, I got the really Nespresso good. machine. I'll shoot the Nespresso the, on yeah. it. Oh, yeah, buddy. Oh. I didn't realize how right, small it was because of how strong they are. The fireberry? Yeah, yeah, and I ate half of it. And it and did the job, right? It's 150. Oh it, yeah. it, uh, it was noticeable. Yes, yeah. it certainly makes itself it's, known. It's very strong considering... You know how tasty it is. Well, let's let's uh, we're gonna end Strong with build the soil this time to segue off, kid. So let's well, do what uh, happened Mary's. What happened uh, yeah, yeah, we're doing we're doing dark. Yeah, we'll do Mary's dark horse. Mary's dark horse. I'm gonna switch them up into crazy I orders. I like now. you added it to one big to one big company. Of Mary's course, big dark, shout out to Mary's, Mary's Nutritionals horses. Elite Cannabis again. I can't say it enough times. Every one of us gets contacted by someone who's looking for CBD. They they maybe have done their research and know Dude, that there's la- laser cut laser cut squares Can laser cut squares I, don't, I can't believe it two times <laughs> two by two laser cut what lasers. they're cutting the shit with lasers Mitch <laughs> yeah, where using are you lasers. fucking kidding me oh my god that's fucking I don't know amazing. where he's reading this at though like I'm trying to find it CBD past description like the first sentence kind yeah. of thing here, you know. oh don't look there I see it from here <laughs> don't so look at, don't look at the first further sentence. away so I, I don't know we all get hit up by people who need CBD. In Colorado, Everywhere. nationwide, anywhere, and you can get it online. 
these people are reliable. That if you've done your research, maybe CBD you've read about the Chinese hemp paste. Exactly. That's waste here. material that has what mercury, cadmium, it's all got, sorts of heavy it's metals. Got a lot of heavy metals. This is the re- this is the real deal. Colorado sun grown by our buddies at Elite. They're using you know build the soil mixes their soil, so we know that it's sourced from good stuff. Uh, you you can you can order it right they're now. Grown in the sun. Mary's Nutritionals, Mary's Pet Shop dot com, Mary's Nutritionals dot com. Of course, EliteCannabis.com. Much love to those guys. And big, big shout-out again to Dark Horse Genetics. Uh, the website is in transition. You talked to Jason they recently, got a lot of kid? colors right now. That's about it. Yeah, yeah I talked to yeah. him it's a coming. few days ago. It's a couple days ago. What's going on? A few days ago. I mean, he was still dealing with, when the last time I talked to him, the whole Seattle thing, because they were allowed to reopen again for a few days. Oh, that's good. And they like cleared out days. all of it. Yeah. They tried to get everything out as quick as they can, oh, all really? their glass and stuff. And that was pretty much the last I heard. I know he was dealing with that and then some, <coughs> some other stuff. So. Blowout sale? They had a blowout, 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 blowout sale, blowout. vending machine oh, blow. They reprogrammed man. all the vending machines. To just blow spit them, just spit out, blow out, booyah, whatever you got. Check them out. Get the app, Dark Horse, darkhorsegenetics.com. App, huh? App. Big, big shout out to Build the Soil. Buildthesoil.com. Joe loves them. You were just going to talk about them. Great, great place for information and ways to cut your bottom line <laughs> down. Really, like, bulk. And what about, for, what about for SAR boosting uh, compounds? Uh, aloe vera juice is obviously going to be the big first one. That's for sure the big one. And you get that powder right from Build the Soil. Yeah, they even have a, a water-soluble crystallized version now. It's like fla- it's called Flakes. Do you use that? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. You just, oh, man, it's game changer. Right on. Game changer. Kid switches that, back uh, to the camera and looks at uh, like, Flakes. Keep flakes. Yeah. Yeah. That's like me, like public service announcement to the public. community yes. like if you ha- are listening to this show and you're not using aloe vera juice and I'll explain I don't know how much time I have but I can explain in I'll brother, you in the side of their head when you're you close got about done. 45 minutes like, Joe we'll let you oh, run geez. down the show I want I want you to kind of like public dude, service announcement re- for 45 really minutes it's really complex but you have to have a foundation don't get too boring no 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 it's exciting it's okay the kid left the room it's exciting um, aloe vera juice. So obviously, we're relying on the um, the fact that this is raw. It's uh, it doesn't have preservatives because it's a powder. The way that they preserve it is a it's a dehydration process. So it's it's friendly to the actual uh, beneficial pro- properties like. Um, the fact that uh, it has silicic acid, silicic acid, and uh, saponins. The uh, the great thing about silicic acid, it's also antifungal. Yeah, which is kind of like one of those products too that came out huge. like all of a sudden, kind of like everybody's secret magic. It's like everyone's silver bullet, you know? What I mean, like, oh, I didn't tell you that was in there, and you're like, oh, okay, well, there you go. Now, just figuring out who's got the best concentration of it, and or uh, you know, availability, and a lot of so I've seen that with like uh, Aptis, kind of was their little magic. Yeah, that's that's I I fibbed there. Salicylic acid is a whole nother ball game. I was going to get into that next, but okay. salicylic. So there's, uh, so what is it? Salicylic <laughs> and salicylic, <laughs> right? And salicylic, right? Okay, so salicylic acid is 
Um, basically, when your plant is assimilating silicone, silica products, uh-huh. potassium silicate, silicon. Sure. Uh, your plant, whenever it gets that silicon source, and it's from potassium silicate, which is a and byproduct. Mainly, uh, most sources are byproduct from the aluminum industry. And that so would be your trash. Protect. That would be your Agsil sixteen. They're all identical. Yeah, I'm not saying Agisil is right, but you're from. But, but these from are the sorts of products that provide waste. That. I'm saying that many are. Right. Just sure. So you guys need to know you need to check your sources that's a big red flag that shit's poison that that's that's trash you, mm-hmm. that does not need to be going on your plants and nonetheless potassium silicate is obsolete it uh it takes your plant up to 30 days to fully break it down and convert it and it converts it into silicic silicic acid uh so so the silicilic acid s- silicilic is What's in aloe vera juice into silicic silicic it's almost, acid? It's like humic and is the, in is what potassium the. silicate is broken down into. Uh huh. Was that, that thunder, was thunder or someone? <laughs> 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 All right. So no, but ahead. but that's almost like how with humics and fulvics, you kind of like. All right. Well, I might as well go straight to the fucking tippity top, you know, yeah, and not have to go through because the plants weren't even using humic so much, you know, where the fulvics are like, okay, they're going to be... Yeah, there's almost there's a, a spectrum of quality of different fulvic acid, too. You have to watch that. I mean, oh yeah, no, and much and better And then sources. once you get to the top of there, yeah. it, it even gets even more... The gold. Good. Yeah, the gold. I, I learned a lot about... Um, I learned a lot about fulvic with um, New Millennium. They basically in integrated fulvic acid into their line and promoted it and made it a part of their regimen. Their their whole feeding chart had every day just consistently feeding fulvic acid, and it the benefits are amazing in cocoa. Uh, I love cocoa core, and fulvic really holds things together. But I learned even more about fulvic and all the different sources when I started working with. Veg and Bloom, they have, they did their research and they found the best source and it's domestic, so that's lower cost, higher quality, and do your research. What, where's your fulvic come from? Sure. Where's your fulvic from? Just like the potassium silicate. Just like you were talking about the the, crab shell, whatever. (laughs) The silicic acid. Tell us more about silicic acid because that's what it breaks down into. That's the more plant bioavailable form, right? Um. We it's silicilic or silicilic? The the best Silicic. way, the <laughs> best way to Chris Cassis. utilize <laughs> anything really is about consistency. I think, and that's where you really see results. Um, and with potassium silicate, even if you are consistent, they're not necessarily going to be utilizing all of it. It's it's not. It doesn't have the chelates, and it, it's just it's going to be wasted. So, if you can skip all that posturing for thirty days, and you have something that's available right away, like um, there are a few silicic acid products. The first one is from Aptus. They 
they started the whole game. The guy that started Aptis is brilliant. He is an awesome guy, and Aptis is an awesome line. It does a great job, and it really works. Their whole motto is chelation with safe, beneficial, friendly types of amino acids. They're all organic. And that's kind of like a philosophy that you have to stay in in tune with or you're just beating back all of these things that help your plants. The only the only product from them that I thought might be a little dodgy was that mass boost product. Yeah. That one, like it's really highly I think, concentrated. I think that was the one that it's I was, not watered down. I was so. like, all right, I don't know, this one feels weird, right? And then it like it kind of had this strange vibe. And I, when I talked to them, and I said, okay, so you're saying this is organic, and they're like, yeah, you know, biodynamic. It's organo mineral yeah, and yeah. organic. So organo mineral is and then a yeah, twist. There, yeah, exactly. That. So there was some phosphate based something, or but it's not. It's not the the one we want to avoid. Right. There's no monopotassium phosphate. That's good. That's good. Yeah, because in, in a way, it's like one of There's those. There's also no water. There's just in in the they're highly concentrated bottled newts. And oh, they're hell expensive too. If right? you put it on paper, they I've got. If anybody is here listening to this and they want to do uh, commercial uh, wholesale pricing on twenty liter bottles, I can link you with that. Just if you want to inquire. Uh, Aptis is awesome, and yeah. I can teach anybody how to use it. It's super well, the, simple. Well, the good part about it too is that they only like target certain times, and they, they're on it. You know what I mean? Like where you, you you don't blanket stuff. You're like literally at this one time, two mil. That's it. You're done. You yep. never do that again. You know what I mean? Like okay, well, it's shit. very low dose. And then you know, when I was getting samples boxes from them, and I'd look into go to the store and I go like really how much for that you know I'd be like fuck I guess I'm gonna have to go back to the get more samples go back to the sample their whole philosophy of of uh, boosting the plants and flower they're separating the P and the K Mm -hmm. right yeah, and which is not the case in monopotassium phosphate right that's the whole idea is that's bonded together right yeah you want to avoid that right exactly Um, so so they're preserved with these amino acids instead of that right Essentially, yeah. And I mean, and there's no th- water, so it's just highly concentrated. Sure. And the the flagship is facilitator. Yeah. That yeah. facilitator is the the first silicic acid product to ever come onto the market, and it started in Holland. In Holland, they have much less power to each garden. It's much harder to accomplish a large garden. So they have to be efficient and fine-tuned, and that's why Aptis is so popular in Holland because these guys want the best, and they need plants to be healthy and to yield, and Aptis provides all of that. The Start Boost has different bennies that you see a lot of these guys selling, like uh, Antonio mm-hmm. that was on last show. His uh, modern microbes have bacillus in them, and that is one of those things that not only helps your plants stay healthy but it keeps your soil healthy right and that's it that's also in in start boost you know like that's it's just a way to to duplicate a system on a large scale without mixing lots of soil 
So uh, tell us specifically about what salicylic acid does for the plant. I know it's very important in making the plant able to defend itself from some of the biting and sucking insects. Does it have benefits for fungus? What 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 are some of the things it does? Essentially, uh, for example, powdery mildew, the the fungal hyphae that are like fingers on in. the powdery mildew, mm-hmm. they stick them, they stab your cell, and then they fill it with spores, and then it starts duplicating. For that to happen, your cell wall has to be weak enough for it to penetrate it. Silicic acid, it creates this, like, sorry, I'm really high, so I'm kind of talking slow. No, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, Don't think about it. That's only going to make you slower. (laughs) The silicic acid creates, like, a gel shell. It's it's like like a lattice. Right. Right? Like, it's weaved glass shell. It's very strong. But it's delivering mobile in the plant, right? Like it doesn't stay. It's on It'll a cellular level, yeah. It 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 uh, it allows your cells to be bulletproof, essentially. But there's more to having a healthy cell than just silicic acid, right? Uh, I was talking about calcium. Um, nectar for the gods is their backbone is calcium. Uh, that's why it works. Pun intended. I hope. Yeah, backbone, the calcium, <laughs> uh, the bone meal. <laughs> I, I mean, the calcium carrier is very, very important. Um, calcium needs to stay mobile in the plants. Uh, it's difficult to accomplish that, and boron is the key factor for that being accomplished. And Facilitor and OSA28, which is my homie's company, awesome i work we're working together and we're gonna we're bringing it to the market right now it is about double the <coughs> silicic acid of facilitor nice. and it's made domestically and it's we have our own patented process and it so it's got to be cheaper if they don't have to ship much it from cheaper. holland right yeah it's much cheaper and and we're going to sponsor the show that's great. Uh, that's and, what I uh, like to hear. It's what we want we're to hear. not available for sale yet, so it as soon as we get all these kinks worked out, sure, we're going to be <coughs> coming and swinging. But uh, nice. So the boron in domestic keeping like keeping calcium mobile is is a double whammy. We we're consistently feeding this this silicic acid product, and it's chelated, so it's delivered efficiently. And it has. Can we do it like with an IV drip? Just every plant has its own little IV drip. So you can Still with steaks. <laughs> Some people have <laughs> it. It's essential, man. But um, there's a lot of competition allegedly and coming out. What are sources of boron? I mean, obviously it's in it's in these products, but is it in nature? Where does the boron come into play? I mean, uh, a diverse soil sure. in, in nature is much more common. Um, we're we're monocropping, and our our sources need. They get tainted, man. They really do. There's lots of pollution, so that's not a simple question. Sure, you have to you have to do your homework. I can't, I can't. Uh, I think Jeremy, and Build a Soil, and the Probiotic Farmers Alliance, would be able to. And or Antonio 
Uh, Might be able to answer that specifically. Yeah. On Facebook, Antonio Bacchus or Jeremy Silva or Alan Adkinson and the Probiotic Farmers Alliance. Um, they are all amend. Uh, most of them are amending soil and uh, using beneficials and uh, Grokashi, Bokashi uh, fungus, and they're they're following this whole philosophy that I'm trying to tell. Right. Teach. Right. And essentially, all a lot of these guys are using potassium silicate. And the, what I'm offering is a much better option. It's it's not going to compete with beneficials. And it, it works. It's it's cost effective. And the results are, are night and day. Well, and it, I'll tell you a lot of... Especially on a commercial scale, when you have more variables that are off, the better... The better you're moving calcium around, the better your source of calcium is, like a chelated calcium, sure, or a very but clean it's safely, source a of safely and cleanly chelated calcium. Yeah. Exactly, it's not just Calmag. Yeah, not having to and exactly. consistent. It has to be <coughs> consistent. So this the, there has to be a standard, and it's easier to accomplish that when uh, you have. Chat room question wants to know about what if you have a lot of boron in your water? Does that is that going to be a problem? Uh, interacting with something that's high boron because apparently uh, one of our listeners here is saying he has a lot of boron in his water coming out the, coming yeah. out the tap. Potentially, but um, the if I think a KDF filter is going to help with that a lot. Sure, it's going to take some of that boron out, and the, you don't need much. And again, the chelates are going to help prevent. Yeah, boron is one burning. of those things you definitely don't need a lot. Another uh, uh, comment in the chat room is that Joe is so high he's turned into Stevie from Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> Stevie, he was <laughs> the black kid in the wheelchair who couldn't speak. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. I didn't get that part. Gotcha. Nice, no, good reference, chat room. Uh, so, Joe, I mean, a lot of us, or especially organic heads, came up grow, spraying axil or potassium silicate of some yeah. sort on our plants. It helps emulsify your foliar. Sprays. It's not, yeah, it's not. It's not bad stuff. But I think once you understand the benefits of it, and as you've educated me on the salicylic acid and kind of going right down to the bio that's more almost in the spirit of a lot of the organic and it is it's more it's more in tune with what everybody's wanting um it that's what's so beautiful about the especially keeping everything as footprint keeping it small i like i'd rather buy cocoa that's cleaned shipped in of, it's all most of it comes from sri lanka to make from it jersey want them from jersey Jersey cocoa. Oh, no, we Jersey have Jersey green sand. <laughs> Jersey cocoa. Well, green, if, green if, sand you're, if you're taking cocoa and and they're processing it in Holland and shipping it all over here, mm-hmm. it's pretty much the same as shipping it all to SoCal, processing it there where they have less water. So it's almost better to buy it from Holland, and all these guys are getting it from the same place anyway, and the processing standards are higher with Plagrin. And I, I go to chlorophyll, and that's where I get all my cocoa. Plagrin Ooh. is super fire clean cocoa. Bo's going to be all happy. He's going to be jumping yeah, around. Bo's cool, man. Bo's, Bo's a good guy. He'll he'll help you <laughs> oh, yeah. build your garden for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, mean I use man. Millennium, too, my, my mom. To, they call me Aptus Joe there because I was the first person to buy Aptus in the United States. And they 
The funny part, Adam's been using it for years, but he's been getting the free kit, so he doesn't well, get yeah, it. Funny, well, the funny part was you knew that, about it in Holland, right? Yeah, the funny part was is that I hooked up those guys, even though they knew the guys from Aptis from the shows and stuff. When when they the guys from Aptis asked me who should rep them, and I was like, well, I I'd say them because I knew that they were really like more down to like just help you through the whole thing and yeah you know because that was just their style you know yeah. and, and definitely super clean in product is the the whole mo- the every the whole philosophy is clean and no bullshit you don't need a bunch of water in your sh- in 15 20 mils is not necessary it's it's absurd it's a sham and a lot of these these 13 part systems that it's just not necessary it's sure. not i i don't agree with the 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 shipping costs and uh, the f- carbon footprint is much higher, and you can make micronized powders that are beneficial, safe without water, and that's another huge advantage to that. The OSA twenty eight is made locally. All of the sources for everything are local, so the footprint is much smaller. It's highly concentrated, 0.6 mils a gallon. Yeah, and if if you're buying this stuff in bulk, these are companies for the grower. That's the only people I operate with. I, I can't do this this greedy thing. And some grow stores are greedy, and and they they charge a lot of markup, and they change discount codes and what people expect. And some of these people are running a business, and. Um, or supporting their family, you know. So it's nice to be able to have a good go st- grow store to go to, and all these companies want to sell their product in grow stores, but everybody doesn't have that luxury. So the whole idea behind keeping the industry the way we would like to see it and having competition and diversity and... Um, micronized climates that are more controllable and they're motivated by different things than just profit which is not always the case in dispensaries but a lot of the times you hear about this stuff um, corners are cut to save money and that's a bit it's just a a fact that happened but it's not necessary if you're proactive and consistent and a lot of these guys if if you have if you know people with horticulture degrees, for the most part, they they understand this stuff. Like even, and a lot of them have pesticide application licenses. Yeah. And you know that you have to rotate these things, and you have to be diverse. And that's why uh, mending soil with a, a bunch of amendments, uh, different different powders mixed in, and different types of aeration and different sizes and top dressing and brewing teas and all this stuff it helps everything out it's all the all those microbes are pooping out enzymes and it's it's a party you know it all works but there's other ways to do it too and i i just hate to see organic growers and teachers and farmers and people who appreciate what i do and i appreciate what they do and i get turned off when they're like the only way is organic and it's not true it's not there are ways we're very smart as a society we've accomplished a lot we're we're making a lot of i think it's very important to embrace technology 
and it'll help bring us all together. And if more people are growing clean herb that's standardized and it has a very clean source for nutrition and it's consistent and we all put our foot down. I mean, you have GMO approved GMO Alliance stickers all over your stuff mm-hmm. at the store, Whole Foods. They can't label that it has GMOs. That I mean, they're, they won't do it here. Everywhere else, it's illegal to not label GMOs, but it's illegal to talk shit about GMOs now. For all I know, like it's ridiculous. It's like I feel like yeah, I'm my, in China. My, my philosophy is: if it doesn't say it, it is. You know what I mean? Exactly, so I and that's like a f- like that's almost true. That's know, what's like, so sad. That's like, almost 100 percent true. Like, people, are like, you think GMOs well, are like, in this? I'm like, of course. They call it if conventional would, produce because it's what most produce is. Obviously, like here. organic is exactly here. like organic it's is the specialty. We, we accept here. it. And right. And it's not like that in other places. No, no. I mean, I mean, that was the one good part about living in Amsterdam is that they didn't, they did not allow GMOs. So I was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. And then I moved back here, and it was like, wow, everything, everything is gas GMO. stations <laughs> are gas stations are like prison food. Yeah, hundred percent. Except there's more fruity drinks. It's funny because that's like Kyle's main source of food. Gas stations. Oh, uh, I'm at, we're at the G station. Let me go grab some food and a drink. Like that's that's where you stop for food and a drink. Do they have the roller grill on, Kyle? It's, uh, it's you can nerd out about food though. <laughs> Just like herb, you could nerd. It's real easy. Uh, do you guys like Vice? Yeah, of course. Uh, they did a thing on on uh, GMOs. They went down to South America. I can't remember what country it is, but they signed their life over. All their all their farmers switched. And something like 90% of all of the farmland is owned by, like, five people. And all of the local people have to ship in food now because they don't grow it locally. So food for the people, the actual food they eat is much more expensive, and everything they're growing is not edible. (laughs) It's all not. It's not even... You can't even consume it as a human. Uh, And... So their their argument is feeding the world, yeah, because of all the people, and all they're doing is is spraying it with chemicals that just leach into the ocean. They all keep moving along. The plants absorb some of them, (laughs) but yeah, and all the stuff they're spraying that doesn't work anymore, and it all flows. It's like the classic story with uh, with petroleum based fertilizers in India that they say like. Yeah, they were like, "Oh well, we're going to bring you petroleum fertilizers, and it's going to be save your agriculture." And at first, of course, it did. And then the second year, a little less. And then the yeah, third there's year, a, a story less. that a lot of the Indian farmers kill themselves with by drinking Roundup. Right. Yeah. Because at first it was great until the topsoil all eroded, it's resistances broke down. But there's a difference between all those really bad chemicals that are pushed by petroleum companies, right? They're byproducts. It's it's all it's all it works. It, it kind of works, but it it's force feeding plants. Well, it's like Western medicine and Eastern medicine. Like yeah, Eastern man. medicine, there's a it's lot more upfront yeah. commitment. It's and a th- lot more, a little bit, very often than, oh, you're sick. Here's a thousand milligrams of antibiotic to kill all yeah, the beneficial bacteria in your life. Yeah. In your stomach, in your mouth. In that's your a that's a staple in pharmaceutical indus- in the pharmaceutical industry. Antibiotics sure. is a big thing that holds hospitals together. Surgery, uh, infections, they see well, yeah. uh, immunity in that case too. It, they don't kill everything, and 
uh, you start over to zero, and that's what a lot of these pesticides and fungicides are doing, is they outcompete imidacloprid. Which is mallet. Which is what you use. Uh, mallet, uh, Criterion. Uh, the Bayer products, uh, whatever they are. Mallet's like 21% imidacloprid. There's the Merit 75 is sure. 75%. I mean, that's the the generic bare yeah. commercial version of midacloprid. So like pine trees and stuff, right? Imidacloprid is not necessary at all. It, it yeah. isn't. And that's usually used for root aphids. Yeah. So what do you recommend uh, in a root aphid situation? Or even gnats. For root zone. Yeah. What, what would you for sure. How do you defend your root zone? You have to prepare. You have to be proactive. Uh, hypoapsis miles is is a gold mine. It's soil mites, yeah. beneficial soil mites. Yeah, it's difficult to apply that and treat for the larvae and the actual aphids and the say, say you just have like a couple, you know, like you put out your Yeah, I would knock them back first. What would you use for your knockback? You knock can down. use green cleaner. Um, you can use an enzyme-based pesticide like Big Time Exterminator. Uh, Austin Sherman is really easy to hit up on Facebook and order some. He'll hook you up if you told him you heard about it from me. Or He'll from ship us. ship it to you for free. Yeah, us he, too. he hooks you guys up too. Yeah. Uh, Adam Dunn show, just name drop, and it's all. that's what it's about. It's the name of the game, name drop Adam Ten Dunn Ten mils show. a gallon. Uh, you can, if you're in, say you're in deep water culture and you get root aphids and they're crawling all over your roots, you get rid of your water and you can actually spray your roots with a pump sprayer with big time and it murders them. It works extremely well. So that's your knockdown. And then once they're knocked down, how do you keep them under control and hopefully get rid of them altogether? There's a, uh, there are different beneficials also. There are, uh, there's a a metaz, the metaz strain of, uh, a bacteria, a bacteria that uh, or nematodes or something like that. Yeah, do you What's use nematodes called? at all, bud? Yeah, nematodes are great too. That that's a whole a whole other, uh, you know, maintenance thing. Right, because they they don't live and forever. Any any and every measure you can take. That's the that's the whole thing. Uh, even di- diatomaceous earth will help you if you if you use it. <laughs> you have to actually put it on your right. You can't on your plants. But I like diatomaceous earth. If you're in a, a little bit larger size pot and you have drippers when it dries you get that kind of crust level on the mm-hmm. top and it it kind of helps you flood the top of your your plant there there's your medium and it evenly soaks your plants mm-hmm. i think diatomaceous it breaks up the water great. as you're pouring it yeah. well no it kind of creates a little crust it makes layer. like a shell almost oh, and I see. it mixes in once you start watering it in yeah yeah and, but it's still doing its job if once you but use, you once you get diatomaceous earth, you would just apply it. You would apply it like a drench. You wouldn't be obviously put it through. your It's drippers. not the same. Yeah, you can't yeah. put it through a dripper. No, you gotta yeah. like sprinkle it on. No, I mean, you sprinkle He's it on, yeah. on the top. Squirty. And even sand can help with the flyers. They what about what about sand's the stuff actually smart just because like two inches of sand and nothing's going through that. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, like you can just top right. your whole thing with sand. It's just kind of hard effective. to see w- what's going on underneath there. But and the, the hypoapsis miles do its job, or the nematodes. Mm-hmm. And uh, but before yeah. you do all that, and you have to be hasty. I mean, 
Uh, you can you just uh, they when you're water when you're doing hypoapsis miles application you can't it's not really I wouldn't water it in that I mean they're gonna get pissed off that's too much movement for them so you have to soak it in a bucket clean water no chlorine or chloramine right and you just soak the little foam square <laughs> that they come in and right. there's different ways different application process like different types of application that people sell but uh you can also get that through big time austin sherman he sells those too cool and i, I think jeremy silva on build a soil sells them as well if he's not uh he should he should but yeah sure you can get them that yeah. they they they're easy to get and to repackage you just have to you know yeah just find a and how long do they last normally in the, in the well, as long as they have food they'll they'll be there and so if, if there's bad guys they'll kill the bad guys yeah, I mean, if they work. If there's not but bad guys, they'll there die. Are, there are forms of bacteria that do that job, too, and they coexist with the predator mites. Right. So that's really anu- that's a trifecta. Knock them down. <coughs> uh, the Which is the best way to hit always is, like, at least three ways. Uh, modern microbes course. helps with that. Uh, there's uh, uh, Grokashi <coughs> helps with that. Um, there's, there's specific strains... Of bacteria that are in other products, like uh, essentially uh, pro- uh, companies that have been bought up by Monsanto, like uh, Met Fifty Two, yeah, yeah, Met Fifty Two is it's also banned by uh, the MMED, yeah. yeah, or is it Department of Ag that banned it? Department of Ag, yeah, those it, guys. I don't know why they did oh, that. Really? I think it's I think oh, really? I that think banned? that strain of bacteria yeah. is a good thing, and it was developed by people. <coughs> that aren't Monsanto and then Monsanto bought it. So I guess I don't know what it is. But maybe they added something to the mix. Maybe it's changed. Yeah. I don't know. But they, there are, guys there are like other sources. What? Those guys do like to mix things up, those Monsanto guys. Those guys. There are other sources and, and so you can, you can, there's a even a Met 52 you can spray. Sure. And there are other, and you know, you, I've, I've helped your friends with other forms of, of, inoculants that help with broad mites, russet mites, cyclamen mites. I want to move on to some of the biting They're very and effective, and they work better. That's why once you know about these things, they're e- it's easier to control cyclamen, russet, and broad mites if you're proactive because they are on such a smaller scale. They really prey on unhealthy plants because you're they're on weak. a cellular level. They're, they're little. They're small. They're they itty-bitty. They pick on big things. Big tough plants. They're just in in big numbers. They have to have a leg up though to to get ahead, and the environment helps push that along, just like it does with powdery mildew. It's like if you're fighting a bunch of toddlers. The the environment <laughs> with powdery mildew, the environment like, is wah, what wah, controls wah. the like spread. One or two, three toddlers, no problem. But if they were toddlers that could keep making toddlers, yeah, you got to knock them down. You got if you're oh, once no, you're covered yeah, in toddlers, you're fucked. Yeah, once you're covered, like. Yeah. Get them off my back. I tell you, they get too heavy for you to keep swinging, and then you're yeah. down. Yeah, yeah it's seven or eight of them. It's like seven or eight of them. It's like two hundred pounds. The kids always find the oh the yeah, ten nicks will take you down. Latch. Heartbeat. Yeah. yeah. So time. that's why. So it's the same thing. Like yeah. The one little guy is not a problem, but when they gang up on a plant, oh yeah. Well, you. And so you for can, them, you, there you do the same knockdown, right? Big time, big time, every time. That's your knockdown. If you're running a tight ship. If your garden is being maintained, but who else has big time in town? Because I know I noticed it. Uh, Dave has the elite guys. Yeah, Dave up at elite. Do they have a storefront? Yeah, up in Loveland. They they do. (coughs) Yeah, yeah. No shit. Yeah, it's cool. Is it near their garden? It's right, right by one. Because who works there? Peabody. Oh yeah, is that where Peabody? Does he run the store? Yes. Yes. 
What up, P-Bud? What up, P-Bud? What up? P-Bud, Mike. That Kim 91 is the bee's knees. You got to get a healthy a healthy one. The Kim D, man. So, guys, it's 251. We're wrapping up in nine minutes. Joe, I want to ask we? you. Are we? Uh, I got to go. Time I got to go to the airport. Are we? I thought that was our timer. The our fucking timer? rant. Okay, so our timer. Okay. We're not. We're not well, on. I got you guys can keep going. I got go to wrap it up. To wrap go it up, calcium and, and what? And uh, silica. silica. I wanted to ask you though, bud. Uh, you told me that you had treated plants with probiotics and dealt with like some genetic damage and things like that. Um, I, that's fascinating, and I know it's still developing work for you. Yeah, and I've, I know uh, quite a few people that have seen it. Uh, people in their circles have, uh, you know, overcome and controlled broad and cyclamen mites, and then they keep plants around that have gone through that whole that whole. Uh, Escapade, man, it, they they go to town, and if you don't if you don't keep them at bay, they they're all just inoculating your plant with bad stuff. And uh, I don't know for sure what it is. Uh, I I have been told it's rust disease. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. they in, in the worst cases, the broads or cyclamens or russet mites are bringing in rust disease, or I've seen fusarium wilt firsthand. I've got it in my garden. They brought it in. And how do you keep it at bay? You're Um, not spraying Eagle 20 all over the Those are soil-borne pathogens. So you're doing that in the root zone? Yeah. Being proactive about um, not letting it get a leg up in the soil, and then you see the issue (coughs) in the plant. Sure. And uh, and, and botrytis, it, it gets you late. It gets you at the last minute. And I know go- organic farmers that f- struggle with bud rot. And sure. It's common, but if silicic acid helps a lot with that. And so does having a good source and an efficient delivery of calcium. It's that your your plants aren't Well, you think about it, issue. like calcium makes bones strong. Silica is what glass is made it's of. It's fundamental to the hard, cell. Hard so every cell in your whole plant is on another level it's just yeah it it's close to invincible and uh chewing insects can't get a leg up i've heard some stuff uh and i think we talked about this before that some of these insects inject something that can be countered by applying like a spray of aspirin or something like that but that's what similar compounds acid in is that's in acid. aloe vera juice the build a soil website has a rundown of what's in aloe vera juice uh Saponins are also very beneficial, and you get higher concentrations of that stuff when you have a raw source that's not preserved in, in a bottle in liquid form. So that's why there's an advantage to doing that. Also, coconut water, a water-soluble powder you can get from Build-A-Soil. I love coconut water. I add it to my foliars. There's a lot of benefit there. Um, again, watching your sources on your amendments. Sure, and that's why build the soil is great too, because you know that they're quality controlling and on yeah, their end. Yeah, of course. And look, look into what bottled nutrients you're using, and you can do it yourself and get a scope and put the water running off your plants under a scope and see if the beneficials are in there. Do some research, you know, and you, you'll see it firsthand. And that silicic acid, though it's not, uh, so then that's what's in. Not what's in potassium silicate, correct? The silicic right. acid There's none, is in aloe vera. It's, it's assimilated. It's broken right. down, and the plants absorb it over 30 days. And so. that, and but that will help your plant uh, in the 
when the when the mites actually like a mosquito bite is a reaction to the bite the mosquito is giving in your skin it injects something in your skin and that causes that swelling and itchiness uh but this salicylic acid will actually defend your plant the way i guess some stuff does for mosquito bites i've never tried any of that stuff but (laughs) you know it's a similar thing that's happening with these bugs where they're injecting their little beak thingy into the plant and spraying their little plant they also have you know poison on their mouth in a lot of cases and the bites are more than harmful thrips suck too and literally you you can but you can make pesticides from scratch if you do your research that are probiotic too and alcohol based em1 is a is a beneficial inoculant and you can research that on their website just google em1 terraganics makes an em1 you can make em1 a lot of people uh, doing that on Probiotic Farmers Alliance. Yes. Making their labs. You, and their you make an anaerobic pesticide brew kit, and it will kill, thri- it'll murder thrips. EM5 is amazing, If and you can custom tailor it. You can add essentials. Uh, cinnamon, there's a cin- uh, cinnamon-based guardian. Yeah. yeah. It's C- just cinnamon-based. Ba- ju- it kills <coughs> mites, and but I don't know that Cinnam- it does anything to eggs. Or something like that. Green Cleaner and EM5, they have alcohol in them. They just rinse eggs right off your plants. You have to rinse that shit off, though. It's labor-intensive. If you've got... You how many plants did live well? You now? do all this spraying in the dark, right? How many... How many spray plants? Dark, yes. you got to spray all this yeah. stuff in the dark. A couple million. So you're going around with a couple million plants. No million. A couple thousand, 20,000, 30,000 plants in the dark with green lights, spraying this stuff and then rinsing it. It's pretty much well, the you game don't, plan. I mean, how, when, do you, when would you spray? Like a day later? Or before the lights come on? Or after? Or? Yeah, how long between spraying and rinsing? Well, you want to you wanna spray everything... In, in veg and have clean plants going into flower and of course in I'm flower, saying just in general more, when more so you're maintaining but when you spray like you're gonna wise. are you gonna rinse uh, 24 hours after to everything's done or is it gonna within about a, an hour or two once you want if you're fighting mites mm-hmm. or thrips you need to drench every plant top to bottom stems everything's dripping wet and soaked right you're you're <coughs> you're coming into contact with everything on that plant. So if you're using essential oils or green cleaner or EM5 and it's heavy with essentials, you're going to be clogging your stomata. <laughs> and if you have intense lights with a high par like uh, Gavitas or EPAPs, yeah. which are definitely at the top of the the, the whole food chain with dual-ended, sure. uh, Tech and Nanolux, they make great lights too. I just don't know for sure where they... Te- I haven't seen results. <laughs> I just know the EPAP and Gavita are at the cutting edge of all that technology. and They're, they're more intense on plants. And if you're spraying essentials mm-hmm. on your plants, and I know Mindful has this issue, uh, green cleaner and EM5 and essential oils clog the stomata and the plant needs to be rinsed within a couple hours. As soon as it's starting to dry off and it's not drenching anymore it's not wet you yeah. can go back and rinse it okay, and the best good. way to do that is just have a big pump sprayer and you have to move a lot of water yeah. but that's the best way now what about a lot of these oil based ones does that oil like resist because you're only spraying it with water you, you don't need any sort of soap or, or saponins anything to move that oil off the leaf i like using um i use uh aloe vera juice
Oh, there you are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're right here. I didn't even have headphones. Was it a dog? Oh, the dog popped his head? Yeah, there you go. You guilty oh, bastard. Oh, you bastard. Right on. Well, wait, 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 yeah, wait, you just want to keep everything uh, everything that may be sitting on the leaves, that little film, just keep move it along. And it's not that Push difficult it to yeah. do. It, you can use straight water, honestly. I've It works well. But that's if you're spraying your plants to rinse them, it's a chance to give them some probiotic goodies. And, right. And, uh, and, and aloe vera juice is really like the holy grail of that just all the beneficials beneficial side of and then that you can leave and then that you can leave on the plant yeah you want your plant to absorb every bit of that right because that's that's i've never with aloe vera and coconut been doing them obviously forever and i've never seen them hurt a plant Right. Never. I've never no. seen you overdose on even on with lights. The only thing just with coconut lights down. And you yeah. can spray it if it's if it's with lights on. Yeah, yeah. If it's early in flower, and coconut but just makes your shit too dense sometimes. That's, it, but that's not salicylic acid has antifungal properties. It, right, it's um, anti-inflammatory. It helps. Uh, I mean, is that what helps when you put aloe on a burn? On yeah. your, when you burn your skin and you put aloe on it, right? It, yeah. Anti-inflammatory. So you're helping your plants bounce bounce back from these bites and the poison, and in the case of cyclamen and broad mites, and the chewing that's going on. So if you can get a leg up on all that, mm-hmm. and help bounce back from that damage, and keep your plants happy, the key is preventing it, though. Sure. It, a lot of people don't realize that there is a point of no return on these plants when they get chewed up badly enough yeah they need to be cut down and taken out of the room sure and then you have to clean everything and you can sterilize your room with uv light no three and you can also integrate bipolar ionization into your room and that's being used right now in hvac Mm -hmm. applications in large buildings they don't ever have to clean they never have to clean their hvac all the all the ducting in their in their buildings is sterile because all of the dust and pathogens and volatile organic compounds floating around are neutralized by this positively charged oxygen sure and you can put that in the room with plants and uh, a lot of people don't realize that Hmm. we're i'm working with a company odor champ they're we love odor champ yeah yeah it's seriously good technology they're the they're the the epicenter of that technology for growing and uh it's pretty cool and obviously it keeps the odor down too but yeah you guys gotta you gotta do more research pollen odor any volatile organic compound uh pathogens molds um odor is the big one yeah and if you're conditioning your air and it's going around and around and around it might as well be getting uh, cleaned at the same time and and it's extremely cost effective if you have issues with powder I would be shocking my room with O3, and then I would be maintaining it with bipolar ionization, and that's your pro tip of the day, I guess. Pro tip of the day. Pro tip of the day. (laughs) Pro tip of the day. But I know a lot of people that are getting on that, and uh, Incredibles has had that. They have a a clean garden. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Incredibles makes good stuff, and I was surprised to hear from Derek about how how well they're doing i'm i'm happy for them it's probably yeah i know it's good so yeah. if people have problems with mites can they like hire you to solve their problems are you the mite hitman 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I can come in and help you guys. How do they get in touch but with you? Re- the key is having staff that really cares. How does how does someone get in touch with you if they're trying to trying to hire their, your services? The professional, uh, Joe, the professional. The best way to get a hold of me would be uh, either Facebook or email me. Where can they hit you, Stevie Canapoo? Stevie Canapoo. <laughs> uh, Where can they hit you on email? Cano with a K. K A N N A. Hort. Hort, H-O-R-T. At gmail. At gmail.com. Canahort at gmail. That's me. That's Joe. And, uh, I can I can help you. I can get uh, anybody that need uh, uh, nutrient. Uh, I can help your staff. That's the key. We need we need people. Manpower. Uh, that's the Yeah, there's people. He can tell you that's what to do, but someone's got to do it. Yeah, the, it, it takes some manpower, but there are many ways to go into a garden that's infested with bugs and issues like powder or any of these preventable things in the soil there are ways to fix it and uh, you don't have to use any of these chemicals i know for a fact i've seen it myself i know people that are doing this and i know people that have failed using eagle 20 and even rotating other things and sure they still can't get a leg up on some of this powder it's getting worse it's just like the the commercial agriculture industry. Do you ever use regalia? Like super weeds. Do you ever use regalia? Uh, I've never personally it's used it. I know what it is. But it's, a, it's actually a pretty good product. It's, it's, it's very preventative and it's... Uh, it's a beneficial, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's yeah. made by uh, the guys that make Grandivo. Exactly. And Grandivo is only effective on some yeah. forms some of irio... I think it's iriophyid uh, is the class of these sons of bitches but you need to be able to identify them and if you're seeing weird stuff and your plants are you don't see flying bugs you need to start scoping stuff at more like 100x and if you see any like russet mites uh, you're not going to see a russet mite with your broad mites you see dying on the tips of leaves you see hemispherical discoloration where half of the blade of the fan is being variegated and it hooks yeah. Uh, that that is also seen in OGs, uh, chems, sours. Just if natural, there just are natural. micronutrient deficiencies, right, and you can prevent all this stuff by having a diverse soil or using a diverse source of nutrition that uh, is safe for beneficials. That's rare, but I found Veg and Bloom, and I I like these guys so much. I'm going to work with them. You know what I mean? Like there's grassroots for growers, so. I mean, it's all one part powder. Everything, you you can make a lot of changes to what you're doing if you educate yourself about what it is you're doing. You have to pick apart all of these different nutrients. And you can't just believe the sales hype. You've got to really look into it, and you've got to care enough to to look into it, and you've got to do the the research to understand it. And some of them are very forthcoming, and there are good bottled nutrients out there, uh, and they're expensive. They're very expensive. Yeah, good yeah, good bottled matter. newts are expensive. Sure. And that's a big turnoff. But or, or amending soil and brewing teas and and everything, it, it, it's awesome. Uh, it's more labor-intensive, like I said. But I think the more you simplify the, the growing system that you're using, the more you can focus on boosting your plant's immune system and, and putting, uh, you know, boots on the ground and, having up close and personal time with your plants and some of the best growers i know hand water and they are in their their plants face every day yeah so 
Bike is out of the studio. Right on. On that note, Bike, you want to do a shout-out? Because we're going to wrap. Bye, Bike. No, bike just runs out. Says bye to us. Doesn't even say peace to the camera. No peace out. Joe, I think we we can definitely bring you back. I mean, you have so much knowledge that you've been dropping on Facebook since you started discovering this stuff. And you're continuing to drop every day. and, And we appreciate you giving away the pro tips and revealing some of the secrets and, and helping people get an understanding that it's not... I mean, when a lot of people, as you said in the beginning, it's so discouraging to get one of these things where you're like, no, I know I went through and I sprayed every fucking thing, Yes. but you miss that one corner and then they spread back and they you think they're gone and you think you're just a shitty grower or whatever. And Well, if, if, you, if, you, if you pay attention, you'll, you'll see that this stuff I'm talking about works if you try it. Yeah. Um, and even you, I don't rely just on one thing. And I don't think that that's wise. And no, definitely. It takes no. a diversity of options, and it's a system. It's a system, yeah. systematic approach. But you can save a lot of money, and you can save a lot of headache and loss of, of uh, resources and income. And I mean, we're growing for, we're growing for, uh, for medicine here. Right. So we have to consider that. And I think that there, there is a way, and, and a lot of people will agree. I won't, every, there's as many ways to grow this plant as there are people growing it. Right. And you change one person on the team, and it, the herb changes a little. There's a lot of variables. But if, if you, you are seeing things work, you're seeing them firsthand. Infested gardens that have resistant mites, and they're getting a leg up on them. Right, this stuff works. So, you got to garden through it, you know. Right on, that's brother. It, that's it. And we we always appreciate you coming on. Well, for the first time ever, we appreciate <laughs> we you always on. we always appreciate the knowledge you drop. We I'm, glad to, I'm here. glad to be here, guys. Yeah, I, it was good. I appreciate what you guys do for everybody, and you guys have really uh, shed light on a lot of cool stuff. And that's that's important for progress. The more we educate everybody about this stuff. The more the pressure's on these guys that have a leg up and they're lobbying against people who want to go buy from their buddy. Right. Yeah. I want to. If I'm going to buy something that I can get anywhere, I'm going to buy it from somebody I want to support. I want to give them my dollar. Right. Sure. Right. So if these guys are supporting uh, petrochemicals and my friends do it, they're my friends. I love my friends. They're guilty for it, and uh, it's about educating them. You have to educate your friends and. It's not the only way. It's it's more work. Let me tell you. But it's less work in the long run because it's, you don't find yourself in the situ- in a losing battle. Think with you these live things. longer. That's yeah, less stress. That's know? for sure. It's definitely a longer life for you. I <laughs> think uh, we don't know what's going to happen with all these chemicals. They're in the ocean. They're killing our oceans. So that's enough reason for me. Sure. I love I love Hawaii and it's all affected. Right on, brother. Well, uh, you got any shout outs? Yeah, I want to shout out uh, Veg and Bloom for sure. Where Those can people connect with them? They're in San Diego. They they if are. People uh, want to start running Veg and Bloom. Should they hit it? They you can up? hit me up. I'm. I work close. Can Hort. My buddy Gino? Zach is, and his partner are the distributor. There, some of the guys are haven't been involved with big companies in the past, and they want to be f- more for the grower. And that's sure. what we're doing. We have several different formulas. We can. We can uh, get a water sample and we can custom tailor. If you're having any issues, we can help you with that too. We have sure. our own beneficials. Uh, there's a PK that's amazing, plus size. It's extremely clean. It, um, you're not force feeding your plants uh, minerals that they don't need, like like Moab. Uh, right, where there's shooting just powder. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not. It people abuse that, and you can it, you can taste it. 
it's you got to know what you're what you're experiencing when you go smoke herb at the dispensary yeah. and you're not satisfied and it's burning black but you don't know what's wrong you, you got you, you got can it. identify these things after you play with all these things and i've played with all these things because i i gotta I, i'm trying to explain things easily so people can understand them and it's, it, it's, it's house complicated and, it's, that's what we call house and garden syndrome yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. well house and garden uh has a is bye bye I guess but oh really so for a little while they can't be in Holland but any other shout outs bud yeah uh, OSA 28 is the salicylic acid uh, product we're working with uh, it's going to be available for purchase very soon we'll work with everybody on uh, if you have a big garden if you're a, a large commercial application uh, let us know we'll work with you nice. it's all made domestically uh, we can help lower, lower your bottom line with that to help and It'll improve health on every plant, faster veg. Uh, it helps uh, everything on a cellular level. It, it's got the boron in. It helps keep your calcium mobile. It's, uh, it's a very well-rounded product. Uh, there's a lot to learn about it, too. So um, they can hit you up. Any other shout-outs? Yeah. Um, also chlorophyll. There you go. Yeah. Chlorophyll and Mariposa in Denver. Those guys are great. Adam, shout outs. Shout out to my beautiful wife, Cece, and uh, little Nick, who's you know, crazy these days. <laughs> Unbelievable. But uh, yeah, he's working on the farm. He, pull, he, helped, nice. he helped pull the, uh, pull the uh, <laughs> dark tent there. For oh, he nice. Light up. Yeah, him, he's pulling his first light up at three. Nice. Good kid. Nice. <laughs> and uh, my, wi- uh, my wife, You're my wife, my mom is <laughs> down there. Holding it down, uh, had a little scrap with a dog down there. That was pretty bad. Rock, rocks falling, cars flipping, dog scrapping. Dog scrapping. It's yeah, a rough it's and tumble place down there at the it, farm. It is. It's more action than in the city, actually. That's the way it is. Right on, kid. Shoutouts. Yeah, shoutouts to uh, Puppy Kilo back home. Hopefully, he didn't destroy my house. And, uh, <laughs> Brittany and Duke are in studio today. My family, my mom and dad, I'm sure they'll listen. Mom's so. not calling. Mom, you're not calling in. No, call in next week, mom. Yeah, call in next, next week. week. Get it all ready. Get We're here for photos. moms. Photos, photos. Let us know. How about you? Uh, shout out, of course, to uh, amazing wife, Reese, little toddler, Farron, and Nana San, who I'm about to go pick up at the airport. He's not definitely not listening because she just landed. And shout out to Keith, of course. Keith. Of course, Keith. 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 Let him know. <laughs> Let us know. Call in next week. Let's do you next week, buddy. Catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. I want to check the